This is the XNC Podcast, your Xbox newscast, featuring Cold Eastwood and Mag, hosting industry interviews and gaming talk live on YouTube every Monday night at 5 p.m. on the West Coast, 8 p.m. on the East Coast. For all of you listening around the world, XNC Podcast is available on demand on Spotify, Google, and Apple Podcasts. Welcome to the show. Join the chat, hit the like button, and let's get into this week's topics with the Xbox Newscast. Hey, how's everybody doing? Thank you for thank you for coming over here and checking us out. XNC Podcast, as the intro professionally says, professionally on the mic. I'm Cole Eastwood, and um, I've been trying for years to be the host of this XNC Podcast, but I can't do it without my good friend and my co-host, Middle Age Game Guy. How are you? Yes. How's life? I am. I got to tell you, I'm doing fantastic. I am uh, busy. Teasy to go. What's up, buddy? Uh, he just, uh, he's the first one I saw that said hello to us. Uh, listen, we got some people getting in this chat. Let's get this chat going. Let's get this party started. We got some things to talk about. We got Red Wolf in the house tonight. Uh, there's going to be a lot of Starfield talk. Not for me, because I got to wait till the 6th, because I was too busy this weekend. But anyhow, we got a great show. We got a great thing to talk, great things to talk about. I'll slow down my speech for all the people who say I talk too fast. So here we go. Yeah. But anyways, I will talk like this. So anyways, Colt, let's get into this show. Red Wolf, you guys got a lot of stuff to talk about with Starfield. And I have questions I'd like to ask you both and sort of flip the script a little bit. Let me, uh, you know, I want to run some of the questions and stuff like that because Ooh. you guys are the ones who yeah. have the Starfield experience. So I want to hear from you. But first... You run it. You let me know when I have. I can uh, uh, give my questions. <laughs> I'll let you know when you can talk. Now that will be the theme. This this whole show is that Mag has been running his life uh, on one one wheel, like a hundred miles an hour, and we like like Mag said, he'll have to kind of wa- we'll walk him through Starfield. But um, for those of you who are wondering who in the heck we have here in the bottom in the hot seat of the podcast. Uh, we've got a content creator here that runs the Renegade Realm podcast. He makes Starfield content, but more importantly, in all of those uh, prestigious accolades, is Red Wolf is a great friend of mine, and I think you guys are going to have a really good time as him and I laugh and have a good time here with Mag. Red, welcome to the Ecstasy Podcast. I am so grateful to have you here. Yes, I'm so, so grateful to be here. Very, very exciting. Uh, shout out to everyone in chat. Um, yes, Amber says, congratulations. Thank you. And I get an award. The award is to be here. And speaking of the other, I got another award. Uh, Todd Howard sent me this himself. He was very upset. <laughs> I didn't get to have any exclusive merch, but he sent me this mug. Um, I don't know if you what? can see it. Uh, it's an exclusive he, Starfield, he, uh, Starfield mug. Red, uh, ready? It's really nice. So, he, uh, you know, don't be jealous or he, anything. But he kind of. There's some a couple of misspellings on that. Todd Todd did that. Oh, yeah, he said he sent it. It was really nice packaging. It was like it's got to be like the deluxe exclusive. Uh, got, it's really nice. Gotta, it smells gotta, like him. Uh, I don't know. That looks like the start screen for my Starfield a few weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> I got to make a confession that I th- I think that I think that Red made that mug because. Uh, I was I sent him over a game code one day and we were on party chat and I was like we're here we're gonna do a game, Red. Instead of just me reading out the twenty six characters, I'm gonna do a game where I just instead of the letter I'm gonna say a f- random word that starts with each letter. So if it was uh, L, I would say lobotomy or something fun. And I got to the letter X and I said and I couldn't think of anything funny, so I said xylophone because that's like in every kid's book. And 
Red puts in the code and gets it and it doesn't go. And he's like, something's wrong. And we run all the way through it. And he, and he says, X. Oh, I thought you said, I thought you meant P and I go, what well, P for what? He goes, xylophone, like, you know, P S C H Y xylophone. <laughs> xylophone. Uh, yeah, look, it's a, uh, it's, you know, it's different in, down here in the country, you know, they teach us different in school. So I didn't know any better, but I'm glad to have you to correct me. <laughs> <laughs> they teach you the long way around, but yeah. The long way around. Yeah. Yeah. They're like, you'll figure it out once you get to college that, uh, that you have to pay for on your own. Um, so yeah, it's a learning process. Uh, but yeah, yeah. I'm very excited to be talking about Starfield, man. It's, uh, it is, it is a game. I will say that. My yeah. God. Yeah. And, and for those of you who join us, just so you know, like I have finished the game and I'm well aware that, uh, in the first quarter of the game, first 25% of the game of the main, that there could be stuff that could be considered that I think might spoil things. So we will not cross that line here and doesn't matter. Red hasn't made it that far anyway. So we will be very, uh, completely avoiding any of that stuff. So we can talk about all the other things that make the game tick. But instead of talking about what we're playing, since I have 120 hours in Starfield red, what do you have? Like 20? I'm like a, uh, I'm like a, I think I'm a little teeny tiny bit over 40 as of today. You know, how you, oh, wow. you got to like reset your stats. So you got to quit the game, look at your stats again to actually see how much time you have. So I, I believe I'm a little over four or, um, or you can go save your game and look at the previous one. It tells you at the bottom of the, of that, that. bar. That will do it, but that'll yeah. do it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and Mag obviously hasn't been able to play it because he's waiting for actual release and all the other busy stuff. But let me tell you really quickly, uh, audience. Thanks for being here. Hit the like button if you're gonna have a good time. We're gonna do the best to make it the best for you possible. But I went to PAX this weekend. And I'm not quite sure how much I'll be considering going to PAX. There aren't as many big games, but I got to meet a lot of great people. I'm wearing the grown women gaming shirt. They run a podcast that's been on YouTube for quite a few years, and they're good friends. And shout out to them. Check out their channel. You'll see them under GWG Podcast. And I uh, met up with the Iron Lords, Miles Dompierre, Samurai KBG, who I'll have on here next week to join us to talk about games. And um, talked to some people at Xbox. There weren't very many people there, but um, yeah, there's. it's kind of different. You know, it's uh, Gamescom had a lot of games, but PAX has a lot of smaller games. You get to see a lot of cool stuff that people are trying to get off the ground and we'll talk about that maybe later on in the show, but that's packs. Um, not a lot of big announcements. That's just there to say, Hey, what do you like this? Hey, come over and look at our game. We need some money. You get us a publisher. I'll cover that later on as well. Shout out to pushing polygons who is the sponsor of today's podcast. Thank you so much for being in the cold. East super class. Let's get into talking about the Starfield reviews. Let's talk about, um, let's just dive right into what everyone's so angry about. I'm not, I'm not at all. IGN and GameStop, GameSpot gave it a seven out of 10. Meg, you must've been following the trajectory of social media. Uh, how do you, where do you sit on this thing? Listen, you know what? At the end of the day, you know, people can say, all right, well, you know, this guy's biased, this guy's biased, that one's biased or whatever. You know, everybody has a preference at the end of the day. There's no question. I mean, if you know, if you're if you're an NFL fan, you can't say, "Well, I love every team equally," because <laughs> right? that's simply not true, right? Yeah. Or you know, you watch MLB, you're gonna be like, "I think every baseball team, I love them equally." It's also not true. Everybody has a favorite band, a favorite uh, sports team, a favorite console, and so if this is the case with this guy, 
Um, he smartly kind of walked, like he kind of kept a, a little bit mum about the whole thing. They gave the review, did what he did. And you know what? At the end of the day, what are we, what are you going to do? Like, honestly, what are you going to do? Like, you know, people were freaking out about it. It's not going to change anything. It's not going to change a Metacritic score. All that matters, folks, let me look right at the camera for this one. All that matters <laughs> is how you feel about a game. You spend the hard-earned money to get the, you know, to get the early access to the game or whatever else, or you're going to get it on Game Pass in a few days. All that matters is how you like it. At the end of the day, it doesn't matter if Colt doesn't like it, or if Red Wolf likes it, or if I don't like it, but you love it. Isn't that all that matters? Are you going to lose sleep at night because Colt doesn't like a certain side quest or whatever, or they doesn't like the atmosphere of the game or whatever? No, you're not, because you're having a blast doing it, because at the end of the day, when it comes to video games, minus a Call of Duty, let's say, if you're looking at a game like you know any other game, they are personalized interactive experiences that you are a part of right you control the character you somewhat guide the narrative especially in this game actually in this game pretty much you are guiding the narrative in one way or another mm -hmm. and it's a person it's a personal journey and so therefore if it matters to you then that's all that really matters and you know what i mean and if you're happy with it go out and scream it on the mountaintops tell everybody how much you love it whatever and then if there's always one guy like for example i've said this a million times you go to the movie. You, you can go to the movie theater forty years ago. You could say The Godfather. It was one of the greatest movies ever made. Okay, you could put a hundred people in that movie theater and say this is one of the greatest movies ever made. Five people are going to say the movie sucked. Right? It's just yeah. a fact of life. There's nothing you could do to change that. I mean, I could strangle the person and be like, "You're going to like this movie," but they are not going to like it. It's not going to change the fact that it may be the greatest movie ever made or one of the greatest movies ever made. Five people in that theater are still going to say they don't like it. So that's the same thing here, right? But if you look at the majority of what's been going on, uh, minus my video, of course, which I gave it a one out of ten, uh, <laughs> which which actually a lot yeah. of people didn't get angry about. A lot of people like just like they went in stride with the joke and they just let it go. Yeah, uh, I so mean, there was disarms a lot, of a lot of the tension that was going on. Over well, the yeah. yeah, that's what I tried to do. That's what I tried to do. Like when I release these videos, obviously I'm never serious, right? So, um, anyways, the point is, at the end of the day, the majority of the scores are really, really high. They're really well. Obviously, a lot of people enjoy it. But when we get to the Q and A of me asking you guys some questions, I have some questions for you about the scores and like how you, okay. you know, I'll get into that later, but how you started your initial feelings. And then, you know, as each 10 to 20 hours passed, how that evolved and changed and all that, but I'll get into that later. But anyways, uh, as for that, let it go guys. He gave it a seven. <laughs> There's no point in even worrying about it. Just worry about how much you're enjoying the game. That's all that matters to me. All right. Let me, let me ask you red because IGN has heavily weighed on Metacritic and they gave it a seven and, Fans are upset that they're bringing the game score Metacritic down where they think it should be in the you know low 90s or maybe mid 90s. What are your thoughts on the whole uh, the controversy? I mean, I, I feel like every time that a big a big huge title comes out and someone gives it a low score, it's, it's the the public is going to sort of lose their mind collectively. And and Mag, I mean, I just I disagree. I just agree, just to be clear, what I was saying. I agree completely with what you were saying. Um, it is it is an opinion, and I feel like at the end of the day, if this guy is is given a seven and I'm given an eleven, it shouldn't change my opinion of the game. I mean, it's it's not going to change. It's not going to change. I'm not going to change his opinion either. By the way, right? Because that's, I that's can sit here and tell him, yeah. It's futile, yeah. right? At the, at this point, yeah. so it's just, just might as well just let it go and just continue enjoying yourself. 
Exactly. Because then I'm all aggravated. I'm frustrated because, you know, because he's wrong. Um, I'm kidding. But, uh, you know, I, <laughs> but, but, you know, it, it is, I mean, because I, I, I've talked to a few people that were disappointed about a few things that they, they had expectations for. So having expectations in those versus what you get is, you know, that, that's one thing. But if it just didn't vibe with you, you know, then that, that's fine. You know, I, I, I don't th- feel like people should be attacked. It's the same thing with uh, what was her name on, on Twitter that said, I hope I'm wrong about Starfield. I hope yes. I'm wrong. Yeah, her, his um, yeah. coworker. I mean, that was the controversy okay. last week that Stella from IGN was kind of preparing. In my opinion, this is just my opinion. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. Can, uh, what's the word? Accusing anybody of anything. Just seemed like she was kind of preparing their audience for the eventual seven, and maybe a lot of people at IGN kind of felt like, yeah, I agree with Dan and. And others that, you know, we were playing it. We feel like it's a seven or an eight. And so she was preparing for the, what she knew that would come would be an onslaught of crazed fanboys that Starfield was not getting a a nine or a 10. And typically IGN is given Xbox games, the first party games, high marks, this console generation. Uh, They gave all of the first party games really high marks. So my problem red is that I feel like why in the world didn't they give the review to Ryan McCaffrey? And now people would say, oh, you just want Ryan McCaffrey because he's a big Xbox guy, but he's not. Ryan McCaffrey's been very, very tough on Xbox over the past six years. Like, very, like annoyingly tough for some people. And sometimes I'm like, come on, Ryan, do you have to be that harsh? I mean, just say it, move on, and he'll, he'll make a big tweet. So, yeah, I believe that his objectivity would have been great. But more than anything, I think he really deserved to do that review because he'd done big two big interviews with Todd. He'd been there and played the game at E3. Uh, I just felt like he was owed it as the person who was like really invested in doing a full review. But what does that matter? I mean, is that the wrong thing for me to say, Mag, that Ryan McCaffrey should have done it? Um, ah, man, that's a tough question to ask, man. Why did you have to ask me that question, Cole? That's really tough to well, answer. You know what? You you would you would lean towards that because of his affiliation and everything else, and especially that he has a a deeper understanding of the ecosystem. That would make the the most sense to me. Yeah, yeah maybe, uh, how, maybe. You know, you know what I mean. But I mean, do they? Now, my question is, um, maybe you know the answer, maybe you don't. Who actually chooses? Who reviews a game? Because it obviously doesn't come... They don't sit there in the front of the class going, ooh, 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 right? Obviously, they get designated by somebody. Yeah, like the senior right? editor would make that choice. And right. I think Dan is one of the senior editors. and But I also heard, uh, like two so days after I said that... Himself? Yeah, <laughs> I choose like, me! No, yeah, I also like heard... The, like Napoleon? <laughs> yeah, I also heard a couple days later that Ryan had been off on vacation or had some had some leave and... It would have been just. It wouldn't have worked for him to do the review. So that's why they didn't choose okay. him. They had to go to the next oh. person. But I also said last week here with you, Mag, that it would be nice if they give out fifteen review copies to IGN. That the ones that are playing it come up with a collective score, and then you kind of remove that little bit of because I. Let me just say for the people who are wondering, like I have no problem with Dan Staples and Seven. In fact, because I've so, told so many times that you can't choose a game. Mag just said it as well. You can't choose a game on one review score or one person's opinion. It, it just It's not a good way to choose how to spend your money or your time. So I have no problem with his seven. My problem was 
the way he defended it, like Tim dog went really hard, like way overboard. I, if I say something, it's one tweet, it's semi-respectful and I just move on and uh, maybe check out the comment sections and maybe, you know, get blasted by people. But they went back and forth, quote, tweet after quote, tweet. And uh, it got pretty ugly where they both kind of told each other to F off. Did you see this, Red? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I guess not. Uh, I... I I try to. I mean, honestly, I, I've gone radio silent since since Starfield has come out, uh, except for uh, just a, a couple of my my buddies. Um, so I was afraid to get on Twitter, to, honestly, for, spo- for spoilers and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it doesn't surprise me. I mean, I don't know. This is uh, it, this is news to me, but I'm not surprised. I mean, this is this is how the internet works, and I always say, never go full internet. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> D- David VGS in the chat says Tim Dog was speaking facts. Tim Tim was saying some good things. I just I just think when you're going at a, a journalist or dev or anybody in the industry, you just kind of just kind of lay back a little bit because it could come off as way more aggressive than it needs to be. Uh, who was this in the chat? Says yeah. Pete says laugh out loud. Ryan is an Xbox fan. Yeah, I mean, kind of is, but you cannot deny that he has been critically harsh on Xbox and. I would say 80% of the time when I see it, I may not love it, but I'm like, he, he's got to say it. It's right. Tri- it's true. I agree with him. So I just, Meg's kind of there with me. Meg said it too. Like he feels like we feel like Ryan was the one who should have been given the mantle. Like you hand him the sword, like this is your baby. You've been doing all the coverage, let you dive in, but something personal might've come up, but he wasn't available. So that's, that's what happened. So there was um, a reason. Okay. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't a nefarious reason. Like, oh, we're not going to give it to him. We're going to give it to Dan or whatever. It just. It. It happened. It did. It did what it did. He felt a certain way. I mean, there's some other uh, people out there. Some other big, uh, big people out there who was saying the same thing. That gave. You know, they weren't part of the Metacritic crowd, but they were giving it a mid review or whatever. Mm-hmm. It, like at the end of the day, it doesn't affect my life. It doesn't. Like I'm not going to go after that guy or whatever else. I'm just going to in, in two days. It's already pre-downloaded. I'm back on Game Pass, folks. So get excited. You know, so I'm back on there. I'm going to be... Do- oh, yeah, because I, I didn't play... I, I canceled Game Pass for about six months. Uh, but anyways, I'm back on Game Pass, back in the mix, back in the fold, uh, doing my thing. And then, you know what? I'll make the decision for myself. So yeah. that by next week, I'll have you'll have a solid litmus test of how I feel. And then say, hey, man, I love this. Or whatever. And... Or not. I mean, I doubt it, but I mean, ju- judging because of this and the people that I trust in this world when it comes to their reviews and everything else. And I'm not talking about people I don't know. I'm talking about people I actually do know and talk to when they tell me things because we have a very similar taste. Like, for example, myself and uh, uh, Mr. Boomstick, we're basically the same person when it comes to like how, what, what games we enjoy. And so uh-huh. when we when, when he tells me, Mag, you got to play this game or whatever else, 10 out of 10 times, I enjoy it. Because I we have the same taste, right? So we like you know what I mean. So I trust those people when they're telling me this is great. Then for me, it's not a matter of if I'm going to like it; it's a matter of when I'm going to like it. You know what I'm saying? So like, yeah, even just, my friends know. Like Rand will say, "No, Colt, don't don't play this. You won't like it." In fact, he said that about Deathloop, and I liked it for a while, and then it just kind of like. Mm. I don't know. It's not for me. And then other people love to death, but I never, I never argue with someone to tell them that they can't like death loop. Cause I already know it's great. It just didn't work for me. Uh, red, what do you think about this Metacritic? People were expecting, I'm, I put out a poll asking how many are playing it. Cause some may be waiting for the actual access and not paying the extra money. 
Um, so we're going to start finding out how many of you are playing it. We can kind of gauge how we talk about the game. Of course, there won't be any spoilers. Uh, a few main missions in, things can start getting, or, you know, things can be a little bit different. So we won't even talk about that. Like, it's, we're just going to talk about this game where you can go into space and land on planets and shoot enemies or talk your way out of it. And But there's a lot to talk about with that. So just so you know, because you got to feel safe. Because this is a big game and everybody wants to experience it. So, Red, what do you think about yeah. the uh, the Metacritic trajectory? What were you thinking was going to land? Because I checked as we were starting the show, it's down in eighty six on Xbox. Well, so well, okay. So, and, and real, real quick with with the the Ryan McCaffrey thing, um, just a real quick because you know I'm a king of tangents. Um, <laughs> we both are. <laughs> This ha- I know I'm like, trying to be careful. That's why I'm like just. Zzz. But I'm curious um, because I know. You know, every, it, it's no secret that um, so Ryan McCaffrey was not available to review Starfield. I guess right. As far as I know, yes, he wasn't okay. available. Well, we'll let's say that, that he was available. Um, let's say that he was available. Does IGN and the, these bigger companies like Gamespot and all that do they take an approach where uh, they know that someone has a bias, so they want to sort of get away from the bias and have a more critical view of a game and sort of have Maybe. a non-biased view for professional sake? Maybe, and that's that's a good thing you know it's yeah it, the, the the issue just comes well that that isn't the issue with dan you you make such a great point because you can say maybe dan doesn't like bethesda games but he gave he's being criticized for giving it a 94 or a 95 out of 100 fallout 4 sorry i thought ahead of speaking he gave uh, fallout 4 a really high score eight years ago and so people are like how did you give that such a high score and and a low score to to starfield so um right that's a good yeah, point. Um, well, and, and and so I guess to the Metacritic thing, I'm I I don't know why I'm surprised that it actually has that high of a score because I was thinking it was going to get like a seventy five or something like that. Not because I thought it deserved a seventy five, just because the mind share I thought was going to be so negative because you know we saw all the st- stuff on on Twitter with people saying that they're going to make fake accounts and all this to to review bomb it and whatnot. Yeah, um, the so user I score, really I guess, for the user score, but what is the right. user score? What is the user score? Yeah. Uh, so. The user score probably won't post until uh, the game is actually available to everyone. Ah, right, right. <clears throat> Not a lot of yeah, reviews I mean, on, on Xbox, just 55. <clears throat> Excuse me. Okay. Yeah, I mean, uh, it, it's a good thing. I mean, I, I, I think, personally, I think that it deserves at least an 85. Um, and I know a lot of people that were really, really excited were like, it's going to be a 94. And I'm like, I don't know. Cause I feel like once people really get their hands on it, they, you know, if, if you're not familiar with Bethesda games, you might sort of go into it with expectations that aren't, that are set on another level. Because if you know Bethesda games, you sort of know, I talked about like the Bethesda template all the time. Mm-hmm. If you played Fallout, if you played Morrowind, if you played Skyrim on and on, you, you know what to expect um, as far as how it, how it feels. Um, Starfield though, it's like, I, I know it's a Bethesda thing. I can feel, but man, like they, they've done things in this game that, that I really did not expect in terms of quality. Um, the facial animations for one, I mean, wow. Like that was the, that was like the one thing that I was like really, really surprised with. Um, but then sometimes you'll walk up to an, to it and they'll go. And then they'll start talking to you, which is still really creepy. Uh, but we'll get into it. Get it deserves. <laughs> like they'll be over here working on something, and you'll go, "Hi, can I?" 
I sat down and talked to a woman today. She you was in rang. the middle of a. <laughs> this woman was like in the middle of a yawn. Okay, she's in the middle of a yawn. She's, she's like, "Oh, it's good to see you. Uh, what can I do for you?" I'm like, "You could have finished your yawn." <laughs> but the facial animation was still like her mouth was like way like when like when you walk oh. up to somebody and they're eating and they go. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> she just she just kept this on going. Been an option I was to like, say, "Go ahead, finish your croissant, then I'll talk to you about a stupid quest." Right. Thanks, ma'am. You you have yeah, to have exactly. like level two persuasion to say, "Go ahead and finish your croissant." Yeah. <laughs> and, she, and and you fail, and she's like, "You know what? I don't think I will." And she throws it over her shoulder, and she and then you shoot her, and then that's it. You move on. And then you shoot her, and yeah, immersion. Yeah. Yeah. I, I do want to talk about some of the jank that is um, quite a bit less than we're used to, but. I got to talk about this facial animation thing you said because while I was at PAX, uh, one of one of my very dear friends who is uh, fixated with me in a very romantical type of way called me out for oh, yes. in my review saying, oh. uh, you know, in fact, let me just, if you'll indulge me for just a second, I'll actually grab the actual words I said about the characters because Red Wolf said that the character animations of the, of the, and I was mostly referring to the most the main characters, but let me see if I can find it under uh, the presentation. Uh, here it is. It says, The character facial expressions and lip syncing, which are done procedurally by program, are incredibly accurate. And just listening to the... the uh, if I lost my spot. Just listening to the characters speak and watching their facial expressions, wrinkled eyebrows and foreheads, squinting eyes, and different emotions means uh, shown something you would never see in a Bethesda game, and the character models look really great under the correct lighting. Close quote. That was clipped, and I really do stand by that the character models, especially the um, the not ones called Citizen or, or <laughs> Clothes Folder, um, they look really good. Sometimes you'll walk up to a main <clears throat> character or a, a named character, and the lighting is flat in that area, and they don't look very good. But when there's like a nice shadow yeah. or the way the light comes in, they can look super, super great. The problem is, Mag and Red, is that we are so used in this in this past decade to playing games that are such smaller scope that use facial and uh, motion capture, tracking markers on the face, camera mounted to the helmet, so they can get actual performance capture. But this system is built to have hundreds of interactable named characters that you can talk to. And if you're sitting there with your headphones on or your sound up and you're watching them talk, like their mouth moves, like I would say 80 to 90% accurate to what they're saying. Right. Am I right? Red, like the, the eyebrows yeah, I mean, and the forehead, like before it's before mm -hmm. I give you the reins before this was um, fallout four. <laughs> I don't know where your son went, but I'll tell you something. I think you went over by that baseball diamond. Right. Yep. Right. And immersion near perfect. <laughs> um. that, that'll be clipped. That, that'll be clipped. No, I'm sure. For sure. All right, Matty. Uh, Holt Eastwood loses his mind live on the air. <laughs> I mean, Red, what do you think? I mean, was I off base? I mean, I know I was given. Uh, no. So there's two underhanded. Uh, critiques in or or slight critiques there where I say really good for a Bethesda game and they say under the correct lighting and that was me just not coming around and saying sometimes the lighting can be not conducive to showing off how these characters look yeah I mean the I and I'm the hottest character in why 
They, uh, it is uh, Andrea or Andrija. I don't know how people are saying that's that's who it is. Um, <laughs> and, Andrijina, Um, so yeah, the the I think you're you know, I agree with you if you're talking about sometimes the characters it's in like low light, but they still have the texture where it's sort of shining, so they, they look like pl- Play Doh, pl- like plastic. They, they, mm-hmm. Their skin looks like plastic, but if they're well lit, then then the facial features really do the textures in the in the facial. The fa- you can faces. actually see them. Uh, yeah, they, yeah, they they look really good. Um, but seriously, like today, uh, I was I was talking to to a, a character, and there are certain like things that he'll do, like when he makes like emphasis, and he'll be and he'll raise his eyebrows, and then he'll <laughs> he'll like move his arm. To be like, like, what do you think? And like, he'll he'll literally like nod and move his arms in a certain way. And I'm like, and I know people are like, oh, we've seen it in in the Last of Us, <laughs> or whatever. Um, but honestly, it's I think it's because, <laughs> again, not a what fair we're comparison. so used to, That's all motion cap. It's all in a linear game. Yeah. But go ahead. Yeah. yeah, for 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 how many different characters that you can interact with in Starfield. It, I mean, it, it's insane. Uh, and for, for Bethesda's pedigree, what we are used to seeing, this is really great in comparison. I mean, it's it's really, really good in comparison. So I don't know if that's okay to say. Like, it's only good because it's compared to a, a 12-year-old game. <laughs> but well, it's amazing. Um, I was just really impressed. And I, I will say, I've, a lot of people that I talked to whenever I, I was really concerned about, oh, so they're going to lock you into this, you know, this... Where you're just up close all the time, locked in like that Oblivion style. I was wrong. I I really was wrong about that in Starfield. I think it's yeah. great because um, you really feel like you're talking to someone. And I, I thought that I would hate it because uh, I, I I don't know. I'm I'm not a big like when it comes to RPGs. I, I would prefer them to be uh, third person. Um, like I, I was one of those people with Cyberpunk, which I love Cyberpunk by the way. Same. But, same. Almost like 200 plus hours into that game. Did you notice the um, similarities between Starfield and Cyberpunk? Did you feel so that he, at all? I'm not asking if you think if you think it, but I felt it when I was I felt and saw similarities uh, between those two. I, it might yes. have been just me. No, I I 100 agree because I think um and I guess are you if you're talking specifically about dialogue whenever you're talking to people, just, I, I felt well, that a, a lot. Um, some of the st- I don't know, just some, the way the game felt and structure just reminded me a lot of Cyberpunk. I, I don't know what it was. Um, well, maybe it's being in once neon. Once you get to neon, and, yeah. When you get to neon chat, no spoilers. It goes dark and it goes cyberpunk and it goes gritty and it's so good. And I, I, I just can't leave. I literally cannot leave neon. It's, it's the best. Um, yeah, it's one of my but favorites. facial animations. Yeah. yeah. Well, let me ask Meg about this because. Most games, like if we're a good example, would be one of my favorite games is Assassin's Creed Odyssey. And the main characters, the main named characters that are that that you'll see in IMDb, like the main characters, let's say if there's 15 of them, those are all facial motion performance capture. But the rest, like if you go to a random NPC in Assassin's Creed Odyssey or Origins, right, Meg? Those random NPCs will be procedurally generated and procedurally lip synced, right? Yes. So yeah. we're used to the motion capture performance capture and this is fully in engine uh procedurally generated characters for all of them, right? Yeah, and so that that's pretty that's pretty interesting that they're able to do that. So 
that's you're going to see that that's where the technology is going to push forward for future RPG games and stuff like that. Because yeah, there is that thing, Cold. When you, you mentioned the, like Assassin's Creed Odyssey, probably one of the best looking games of last generation. Absolutely stunning yep. game to look at to play. I put in two hundred and something hours into it. Absolutely adored it. Now the funny thing is, you're right. You get like fifteen of the main characters, and <laughs> you know you get like Archimedes or or whatever. You go you know Aristotle and all this stuff, and they're you know they're captured, but then. You find a guy and, you know, his boat, like, you know, floated off into the, into the ocean. You got to go get it for him. And so when you go, go talk to him, it's like this. <laughs> Hello. My boat went that way. We must. You know what I mean? And it's just yeah. like, what the hell is happening? Like, what's wrong with his yeah. face? Why does he look surprised? That right? could and be worse. So <laughs> that could make it worse. Yep. The the contrast between you just talked to somebody that looks amazing, like you talked to Cleopatra, and she it looks like a real person. And then you go talk to Boatman Thirty Two over by the right. the crocodiles, and he's like, yeah. And he looks like a blow up doll wearing a skirt. And you're just like, what? <laughs> why does he have that surprised look on his face? Wait, why do you know eyes? what that looks like? I don't know. I just saw it in a store window once. Uh, anyhow, the, the store thing is, window. <laughs> I, I don't know. I'm just making stuff up. Anyway, here's the thing: is that they, they got those. You know, uh, I like to call them the, the the RPG googly eyes. You know, the one I'm talking about. They got oh, those yeah. ridiculous, mm -hmm. the, the ridiculous face, and it's just like okay. And so, anyway, the point is to avoid all this. I think what they're doing with this game is pretty interesting because you are. If it's if it's procedurally generated, that means that like the experience is different for everybody, and and you're going to experience it in a different way and find different. Like for example, uh, like you know, listening to the way that <laughs> the, the sounds are in the chat. Leave Boatman alone. Um, I can't, man. He's got googly eyes. Anyways, the thing is, it's interesting <laughs> is that you know Rand has an experience that you will never have, right? Like it Rand talked yeah. about, and he we, says it, yep. it did happen. And he's like, I went here, I did this, I talked to this guy, I ended up on some like ghost ship somewhere, I did this, and then all of a sudden this happened and that happened. It, uh, I'll say, I'll say it because let me let me interject. I'll say it because it okay. was in the direct. Um, he said I went to this abandoned space station, and there's something wrong with the grab drive, so the gravity was turning off and on, and the lights yes. and the power kept going out. And that was like the first or second night that we were playing in party chat when we first had the game. And I was like, right. I can't wait to see that. And I played 120 hours. Never saw it. Never right. been there. So, right. Anyway, so the, the point is, is that it's tailored in a way, almost like an algorithm, like a, like you know, like a like a like a Twitter algorithm or a Facebook algorithm of sorts, but put into a video game RPG world. Is that you're able to tailor the experience as per your choices and decisions, and so therefore, there's no way you can motion capture that. Right. It has to be, you know what I mean? It's like when, when Peter Jackson filmed, uh, filmed Lord of the Rings in 1998, okay? I know it came out in 2000 and blah, 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 but he filmed it in 98. But when he had oh, to procedurally gosh. generate, like, armies and stuff like that, that was how they changed, he changed the trajectory of, like, CGI and film based on that. And then, of course, Steve, you know, uh, George Lucas had done some earlier work with the prequel trilogy, whatever. The same idea applies here. I think that Starfield, personally, I think that Starfield is going to now be the... The new metric moving forward of allowing more freedom in games that they're not going to be able to do unless you're doing the absolute main quest. You're not going to be able to. You're not going to be get, getting those pre-filmed, yeah. pre-rendered, uh, you know, motion capture performances. You will get them from like a main character, basically only. And I think that that's a very cool direction. And I think it's a very cool thing that a lot of people, some are talking about. But I mean, let's face it, not everybody has 
played the game, present company included. But from what I've been listening to literally all weekend while I've been working and renovating, okay, I've been listening to literally dozens of hours of podcasts and people talking and discussions and this and that. And it's been very, very fascinating to me that this is the, the direction they're going. And I think it's going to change the trajectory of where, the, where gaming is going to head from now on when it comes to choices in games. Yeah, thank you for saying that because that really segues nice into the the next part of the discussion about Starfield because there, I think about when you're talking about that, Mag, I think about how I like listening to these characters and I watch their faces and I feel like I have subtitles off. Um, you don't need them. Like, it, it's really great. I feel like they really brought these characters to life and it's such a grand scale. And I suppose they could have had some characters motion capture but i think the contrast between uh whoever they motion capture and whoever they didn't i think in the end we're all going to discover as we play the game because half of you who are here thank you for watching the show hit the like button you're having a good time half of you have not yet played the game and so you're you're yet to experience that you may be playing this game for a long time and what they were able to do and make this game so broad and so open and just do your own thing that you know, to hold it back with uh, motion capture would be ridiculous. Um, I uh, Some of the things I want to talk about, so you guys kind of know what's coming up, is we're going to talk about a, a little bit of extra controversy about Starfield. We're going to talk about what Digital Foundry had to say and some kind of shocking revelations they made on there. And uh, some of the other news is coming on. I'll get to that. But let me get to a couple Super Chats. Uh, Red, thanks for being here. Meg, I'm so glad you're here when your life is upside down but i appreciate you oh it's not upside down it's just very busy <laughs> I, I'm, in renovation. The of, I'm 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 okay by the way fawns uh, asked in the chat so a, a whole bunch of other people asked in the chat why i'm not playing the game um my business partner is away on leave right now uh for personal uh reasons and so i've been working seven days a week to to cover for him and um not only seven days a week at the same time i'm renovating my house so the whole first floor of my house is literally just wood, and I want to cry every time I come down the stairs to look at it. So I've been working really hard. So I've been working, like, no joke, 18, 19 hours a day between actual work and then coming home and doing renovations. So, man, it just uh, – but you know the fun thing is? Is that, no joke, I've listened to probably about 20-plus hours of podcasting about Starfield because I'm painting, scraping – you know, redoing floors. So I have my phone playing all the podcasts while I'm doing all this stuff, right? So I've been listening to everything. It's been fascinating. So anyways, when the load starts lightening up midweek, then I'm going, because then I actually got experts coming in to finish the renovations. Um, then I will be playing Starfield as of either Wednesday or Thursday night. There you now, go. Okay. Yeah. In due time. Like, it's not going anywhere. We're also going to talk about the rush of the campaign um, Meg always like telegraphs like where we're going on the show. I love it. Uh, Marcus Ray, uh, he just disappeared. Yeah, Marcus Ray says, a loving Starfield right now. Colt's review is awesome. Thank you so much for watching it. I know a lot of people don't often watch my reviews, and I'm not a review channel, and so I know uh, also a lot of people didn't want anything spoiled, and I left out so many great combat clips because I want you guys to all discover that for yourself. There's even stuff I think beyond like the NDA said, don't discuss this, this or this or this or show this. And I even took it a little further and didn't show things that even led up to because I it's just really great. Now, let me take a minute here before I read supers. I told a few people that I was going to give my review score on the podcast. I didn't want it in the video because I didn't want it weaponized. And um, there's a reason why I want to give my review score. 
I had I have these animated segues in my reviews that show presentation for graphics, gameplay, how it feels, story, and replayability. And those four pillars are super important to me as a gamer. And the reason why I do that is because my favorite reviewers, like Game Trailers, 15 years ago used to do that. And what it does is if you care about... <laughs> let me go to this one. If you care about story more than gameplay, like... Uh, the gameplay doesn't have to be great just as long as the story is great. If that's most important to you, that score will help you. And what I say will help you decide if you want to play the game. So let me move forward. <laughs> I gave the game, uh, graphics wise, I gave it a 10. Now I know that the game can be, uh, sometimes it doesn't look very good, but overall the beauty and the scope of the game and the way they lit interiors, Absolutely phenomenal. And I feel like the way they did all those characters that you could find everywhere, they did a really great job. Gameplay, I gave it an eight because in third person, the gameplay camera doesn't feel like the right angle. It feels like, uh, it's hard to explain, but it feels like your gun shoots off to the right when it should be pulled in more toward your body. You'll do, you, but you do is when you play it, you compensate for it. You'll, you'll see, but it's still good, but it's not perfect. Not great. Uh, it's not a 10. It's a, it's an eight. The first person that's feels how uh, really Tomb Raider great. did. I remember that. So it would be like it, it was the first Tomb Raider. She would she would aim her gun. Yeah, she's like aiming right. it where the crosshair is like right here. She's aiming at the crosshair instead of aiming the gun straight ahead. If, right. if that makes any sense. It's, so it looks like she's like this all the time. It's I know what you mean. Uh, yeah, I didn't notice feels, that in Starfield. Maybe I need to. You're, you're used to in third person shooters when your character is pushed off to the left of the screen, you have this 45 degree angle or 30 degree angle that cuts yeah. across your fur, your vision ahead. And it seems like the bullets are not going where the crosshair is. They are, but it's just, there's a weird angle that they should have tightened up and it would have been fine. Like you play mass effect two or three or gears and you're like, ah, oh, this feels great. But, um, yeah. And then story, a story is a 10. Like this, never in a Bethesda game have you gave a flying, pancake-loving crap about the story. I mean, Skyrim can be good at times. Fallout 4 just, and sometimes, I just feel like when you play a Bethesda game, the last thing you want to be do, done is pushed down a narrative path when you want to be out exploring. But they really did a great job. And the story and characters are really oh. well done. And then replayability is really big. And it was really hard to say why, but regardless, if you want to start a new character and play the game again from scratch, you will love doing that. So replayability is really high. So I gave the game an 88 out of 100. And I was a little bit frustrated during the review period because I heard a lot of gripes from peers that were playing the game. I was afraid the game was going to come in in 82, but it settled at an 86 or 88. I think it's probably an 87 open critic. So... That was a lot of spiel. I had to say it though. I don't know, uh, Red. What do you yeah, think about my man. score? Yeah, I, I mean, I think I, I think that, that that that's great, and I'm sure that it's going to change uh, as I as I play. Um, the thing is, it's like the game you were talking. There's so much I have to say, but I'm just not going to say all that. Uh, but the uh, I did want to say one thing. Uh, well, I, I agree with you. I think it's a great score. Um, one thing that I love. This is no spoilers, by the way. Uh, for the main story, the pacing is really, really well done because what I really hate about a lot of these big open world RPGs is how they're like, we got this huge thing happening. Everything's falling apart. We're about to die. Just come back whenever you're ready. And you're like, but <laughs> they do. I need to save the world, right? They're like, but just whenever you get time, come on back. This Starfield does this great thing where they're, they, it's like this meta thing, like where they will tell you like, 
just let us know when you're ready. We'll, we'll get back out there. But it's literally when nothing insane is actually happening. And, and it feels really organic. And I go, I do need to take a break. Thank you for telling me that. Uh, and then I do go off and do some stuff. And I come back. And I just the pacing is so well done. Um, and I'm like, I don't know if I'll ever finish the main quest. Because I'm like, I don't want it to end. Uh, at least the main quest. But And sometimes anyway, the so, downtime yeah. can be so nice. Uh, today, I, went, I was trying to scan most everything on a planet. And I don't know what it is about going around and scanning all of the rocks and all the plants and all the critter, like the cr- the critters, before they get mm-hmm. like uh, they get a little bit violent. Sometimes they have like a temperament, and you get a little close, and you're like, you know, um, right. And the music, and you can hear like the tropical sounds of the, you know, they kind of mimic the sounds of that you're on a distant alien planet, and uh, that can yes. be really nice. And then you get into a space battle and you're pulling back on the brakes and you're, you're kind of doing an arced curve around them, kind of dogfighting like Top Gun. And the music is great in the game. Like There's just these great oh, moments of, uh, yeah, it's great. So I didn't realize until I, I just, it, it was just so, you know, music, what, what's the saying? Music is, is great music when you're, when you're not paying attention to it, when you're not pulling away, because if you're really paying attention to it a lot, it's distracting, or, I don't know, chat, tell me how wrong I am, but anyway, uh, so... I, I know music, so they, they have the theme, they have the, the four-note theme that is used, like, um, in a darker, like, minor tone, and then they have the celebratory tone of it, and it just kind of plays yeah. throughout different things and discovery, so it's good, really well done. I, I love that whenever you go to a different major city, it, the music changes, the theme changes altogether. Um, and when I got to Neon, I'm just going all about Neon. It is so good. That music, this really haunting, eerie, beautiful, dreadful, somber, melancholic music in Neon is just so good. Um, and it it really, like, I just never want to leave Neon. Um, and then Aquila's got the... Anyway, I don't want to talk too much about what pe- people might just want to discover it on their own, but the music, yeah, really, really love the music. God, so good. That's yeah, really great. Uh, Michael Angel, Ezekiel Ortiz, thank you for the $5 super. He says, just want to remind Colt, you're the man. And then he, he gives you this. No, I'm not, but thank you so much. <laughs> I appreciate it. Uh, <laughs> Alvin with the five says, I agree that all that matters is that you like it. Up until the inevitable, why hasn't Xbox landed a 90-plus rated banger? What's wrong, convos? We get a lot of that. Um, unfortunately, Xbox's 90-rated ra- meta bangers are Flight Sim, Psychonauts, Forza, you know, Halo sometimes, you know, old Halo. But uh, I don't know. I mean, the- Xbox kind of needed a 90, um, but the inevitable happened, Mag, that if uh, Bethesda wasn't an 88 or a 90, it was all Xbox's fault. Did you see that go well, down? Well, yeah, but you know what? Here's the thing. The game could have been an 82. But the thing is, what they did get was they got the market share, uh, mind share, excuse me, not the market share. They, well, they got the market share too, actually, right now. But they got the mind share. The mind share is what wins the war. And that's what I've been telling everybody from get, day one. I understand there's no actual console war with these guys. You know, they're, they're, they're just there to make money and whatever else. They leave the minions to do all that silly fighting. Anyways, the point is, is that what they do have is that now you've got the mind share. Everybody's talking about it. It's on the tips of everybody's tongue. Whether you love it or you hate it, they're all talking about it. And that's what they wanted. That's what they wanted from day one. Like, for example, once again, I'll bring up another example. Howard Stern. Why was he, before Joe Rogan, why was Howard Stern the biggest 
MC in history for radio. Why? Because the people who loved him was talking about it. The people who hated him were talking about it. And Starfield is the exact same thing. Starfield, everybody gets a little bit of that. Meg gets a lot of the love and some of the hate, right? That dude, that's the way it goes, man. But the the thing is, a lot of people talk. Hey, some people love me, some people hate me. What are you gonna do? That's the way of the world. So, anyways, but if you don't like me, you're clearly wrong. Uh, anyways, (laughs) yes, uh, have you seen the uh, you're talking about like the on the mindshare people? Have you seen the the like TikTok videos are being shared on social media, people building uh, the different ships. And instead of me just saying, have you guys seen some of the different ships that people yeah. shared? They're like blowing up viral. Uh, spout them off for the audience. These have been shared. Uh, the, the theme ships. Yeah. You have. What, what have you guys seen? Uh, I don't. I don't want to go into it too, too much because people are people are like in the chat are going nuts. They're like, no spoilers, no spoilers, no spoilers. And I'm like, I understand okay. that. That's okay. No spoilers. Like, but people Rebel. people took the time to build. Uh, ships that are in prominent movies so yeah like you can do Falcon that without stuff. without spoiling anything but one of them that i saw that surprised me was the starship enterprise not not a huge star trek fan but someone took the time and as far as i know a lot of their in-game money that they probably scrounged for a long time to build the actual i, I don't know like the whole the whole like the whole thing like i can't even Dude, explain I, I don't know how they did it but uh red what did, did you see what else see did you that. see i think we saw some star wars stuff yeah, it, it was it was the same it was the same Star Wars stuff. That's all I'll say. Uh, which it's crazy because like we we did see a like an artist rendering uh, Photoshop thing that no, came this... out before, but that was not because I was like, really, Han Solo and Chewie are in the game? Is <laughs> whatever? That's cool. Because uh, I, I I really outsmarted my comments. Spoiling it to tell you what type of ships the people made for movies. I don't. I I mean I've finished I mean, the game. They said not you can do. Yeah, they said you can do whatever. They showed us you can somebody make a transformer. Batwing. <laughs> I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna say it. I don't care. The so much. Batwing. Somebody made oh. the Batwing like with the with the long tail, the rounded front, the the bat shaped oh wings God, on the so cool. and and they painted it black because the first thing I did oh. when I when I got when I stole my own ship and landed it was what can I do here? And I'm like, you could change colors. I'm like, you could change colors of different pieces. And I took the time to make it all white with. Um, Dark sky blue, I guess, and and a deep red, mm-hmm. which is the cold Eastwood colors you see on my logo, and it looked like Ultra Magnus for you guys that know Transformers from G One. Ultra Magnus is all white with the blue and and red trim, and I love the way it looks. And I I had so much joy painting my ship for like an hour or half an hour. Uh, I don't know. That's yeah. just it's very very magical, and I I know that uh, today. Red sent me a video of him walking around inside his ship, all cinematic, and his character's not wearing pants. He's like, yeah. exactly, and, I'm, and it was I'm like, like in zero like, G, and there's like drool going. Exactly, no. yep, <laughs> exactly. And I started tipping to the side, and my drink spills in my face, and I'm just smiling the whole time. <laughs> it was great. It, it, the the shipbuilding is such a time sink. Uh, I was saying before we started the show that uh, I spent yesterday. I spent over two hours customizing my ship and i was so happy with it i was so happy and i was sending people videos and pictures and i was like i'm so proud of this and they're like that's awesome bro and then i was like let me just change one little thing i was like let me go change the engine or something like that three hours gone another three three hours gone and now my ship is it it's insane it's it's crazy it's crazy i I don't want to get it i want people to discover the the features for themselves um but it it's insane to like really to build a ship and then you're walking around it. You're like, I did this. 
This is that, me. I did this. It's crazy. I, I like, said that in my review. And if any of you are watching oh. the show, I don't know if there's a way to go back and look at the thumbnail. But you've got Todd Howard on one side, and that's my ship that I kind of I kind of made a quasi X-Wing. I gave it a long nose, and I tried to put the wings out as much as I could with what's available to me. Because you have to unlock the extra stuff later on down, which I'm still not there because I've taken different paths. Uh, it's fantastic. Uh, let me read some supers. Um, yeah. I, I was playing in party chat with Rand a lot, and we would just go, oh, my gosh, we've been on here for two hours, and I've literally not accomplished anything. And I love it. Yes. So, <laughs> yes. It's that my friend said that I'm. He, he he has a little bit more time than I have, and he's like, dude, I still feel like this game hasn't opened up, and he is like forty five hours, and I'm like, it is really yeah. it's overwhelming in a in a good way, is what I'll say. It's also overwhelming in a in a bad way for me because I had fourteen days to get a review ready, and when I would take those moments, this doesn't apply to any of you guys, but I would take those moments where I spend three hours one night dinking around enjoying just the periphery stuff and then realize oh crap i wasted three precious hours and i need to get on the ball tomorrow and then i would say i'm gonna do this one thing in the quest and then i go oh look i can paint my i can paint my <laughs> ship and so that's a good yep. thing that's a good thing for all yeah. of you and um, we're going to talk about the rush remind me guys when i read a couple of these supers we're going to talk about the rush thing because that's super important with no spoilers because um I've kind of changed the way I'm thinking about that. Danny Patch official. Thank you so much for the super. He says Starfield right now is an 86 on Metacritic Xbox PC is better. Yeah. The PC version is an 88, but the game is pretty much the same besides frame rate. Um, I'm playing it on both and they're both fantastic. They're both fantastic. So that's why I use open critic. Uh, I'll move on from that. Alvin says not pushing back on mag, but personally, by the way, I personally agree. I don't, I'm sorry, Alvin, I don't remember what we were talking about then. Sorry, it took me a while to get to that, but um, you just said you love Mag, and, and I agree. Atticus, thank you for the five. He says, Rand didn't read my chat, so I'll send it to you guys. Well, I mean, because we're a better show than Rand, because we have Mag. Obviously. <laughs> Obviously. And you know what? That's what happens when you give money to Randall Thor. He disrespects your money he and does not. on it. <laughs> he stepped on it and he said, I don't need your money, you peasant fools. And then he went up to his tower in his castle with his crown on and his big gold uh, the, his big gold cape. And then that's it. So you know what? Your best bet is to leave Super Chats right here on XNC. And then we will more than happy answer your questions every single time with a big smile on our face. Carry on, Mr. <laughs> Eastwood. Thanks, Mac. Uh, Trish just says, uh, Rand didn't read my chat, so I'll read you guys. Will any of, uh, will any higher up from any company call out potential biases there uh, fueling console wars? Uh, if, if you mean higher ups from like the platforms, like will somebody from Xbox call out the bias that you guys or someone may think is Dan Stapleton? No, I think they leave it alone. I mean, in the grand scheme of things, Dan Stapleton gave it a seven. Um, the large majority gave it an eight to a nine. Uh, a, I think a large majority gave it a nine. And then you have a few high weighted sevens that brought it down a couple fives from some salty people. I actually expect Starfield's review score to drop a little bit as those that were scorned and left out, uh, use that anger to feel like, why should I like this game? And it could be, it could be hard to shake that bias. If you feel like you got burned by a company like Bethesda and didn't get a review code. There was a lot of salt going on for people that didn't get it. I was so grateful oh. to get it. Oh, my gosh. 
Uh, Death Lord Strong, who is uh, also, uh, I'll say strong. Uh, I met him at PAX. We got to meet in person. Uh, he was there with his family. I was there with my family. It was good to shake hands, hug the guy. He's been in the chat. He leaves a super chat today and says, Cole, it was such an honor to meet you and your family. Much love and respect for all you do, sir. Keep up the great work and all you do. Thank you again for giving me the opportunity to go to PAX. He won the four-day pass, so I don't know. That saved him like a few couple hundred bucks. And um, right. yeah, yes. it was... Uh, they they had big smiles on their faces. These kids got to play games they love and talk to. You get to talk to these devs and these small games that people are loving. This is so it's so cool. Spartan six six one with the ten says my character resembles my wife's likeness. I did the same thing. He says uh, she's watching me play and I ask her on some of the decision making. I'm trying to get her into gaming other than a switch. It's a fun thing to do with your love. That's so cool. Um, that might be a tough sell to get someone who doesn't game a lot to jump into a Bethesda game, right? <laughs> Red, like, <laughs> uh, I got to yeah. talk to your, your significant other, and you guys both play games. But is there a fat chance that she would, like, dive all the way in to a Bethesda, you know, free time killer? Well, it's funny you say that. Uh, if you're watching right now, go ahead and start the game and make a character. Um, but it's funny because <laughs> I, I had to uh, uh, desperately find a way uh, – to, to get her an Xbox uh, a couple months ago. So was, I guess it's been about a year now uh, because I knew I was like, if if she knew what gaming could be, listen, she loves Harvest Moon, okay? She loves Harvest Moon. She loves Stardew Valley, you know, that kind of stuff. And so what I've been doing is I've been uh, trying to play Gears with her uh, to mm-hmm. sort of get her acclimated to to uh, action, third-person action game um, because she's not great at first-person for Starfield specifically. So I've been trying to like get her ready for it cuz I'm like it's going to change your life and I think I'm projecting. I think we all do that uh it's going to change your life. <laughs> yeah, you're, we're going to change yeah. your honey. It's going to be fine. Um you know, I got your back. Trust me. Don't you don't you trust me? Um yeah, so uh but I, but listen, she likes I, I told her, you you want to have a farm? You can farm in Starfield. <laughs> you can uh you can build a little space farm on the space moon of uh, you know, what was it? Boatman 32? Uh, yeah, yeah, Boatman 32. What, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You so, see that uh, guy over um, there? You can romance him. <laughs> you see that ship? You can eat it. Uh, that was Cody Swift 2023. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, the old country. Oh, see that plan over there? You'll never reach it. Yeah. You'll never reach it. Try it. Um, yeah. So, okay. <laughs> well. It's huge. <laughs> it's very huge clip that too yeah. uh, sniper with oh, a, a very first super chat thank you for sending the two uh, quite a while ago Danny Patch official says Pentiment got a 10 out of 10 Starfield's a 7 out of 10 what explain uh, sometimes <laughs> indies get such great love for being a simple joy and Sea of Stars just came out like days before Starfield's official release with a 95 or 96 meta or something crazy and it's on Game Pass so you got to give love to those small teams. And I got to meet some of them at PAX. It's really cool. MacBound says, Starfield 6.7, fell asleep twice playing. Just kidding. Congrats to Red on being on the Ecstasy podcast. Um, Jack's 82 with the five. Yeah, thanks, Mac. We love you, bro. I love uh, Mac. Jack's 80, and, and we love Assassin. He was saying in the chat earlier, he's like, Cole only talks to Mac and Red. <laughs> but we, we always get oh, Assassin. Assassin. Stop this. Stop this your right son. now. Uh, your son. Yeah. It's my Clean son. Your room. Yep. Yep. Jack Clean your room. Jackson, with the five, says, I had a bounty on me in Starfield. I asked, who put the bounty on me? He said, let's just say your mother did it. Is that what a character said? <laughs> I, dude, so. What? 
That's what he said. He he asked uh one I asked one of the space cops who put the bounty on me because he didn't know where it came from, and the guy was like, "Let's just say your mother did it." Oh wow, that sounds like something so, I would say at work. It's it's crazy how you'll you'll run into characters and you're like, "Here comes that Bethesda." Thing. They're going to say the same thing that, that they said last time. Nope. That they don't. They they might start off with it, be like, "Stop! You violated the law," um, and then yeah. you're, and then it's turn turns into something else. Uh, but there there are things that have happened. Like I I did a thing. I'm being extremely vague. I did a thing in the game, and I te- I, I almost said teleported. I warped to to a system, mm-hmm. and pirates. You know they'll they'll attack you every now and then. I'm like, here we go again. They start attacking me, and all of a sudden they go, "Oh wait, everyone pull out." And I won't say why, but when they realized who I was, they just got out of there and they were like, and they, they just, it was such you? a, they, they literally went <laughs> doom, 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 and just warped out of the system. I tried to chase them down and I won't say why, but you'll, you'll find out. Um, and this is not a main quest, by the way, not, not, a, not, a, not anything tied to the main story. Uh, and those I are the things that, that really crazy. surprise you. Um, yeah. I, I one faction I had been you know murdering them uh, on a, a random outpost, and when I got back to turn in with them because I was working for this faction um, for a while, and I had murdered some of their own kind. And when I came back, I was talking to the main dude, and he's like, "So did you get that thing done?" That I and he's in the middle of talking to me, and this guy runs over like like he's somebody's assistant. He goes, "Hey, you you have a bounty," and I'm like, "Uh." Can't we just talk to out? He goes, no, you need to pay up. And I said, wow, there was like a tack or mm-hmm. what if I don't want to pay the bounty right now? And so I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. if it was really me in real life, like I would try to disarm and be nice and, and then pay when I had to. Right. So I'm like, what if I yeah. don't want to pay it right now? And he goes, I only speak with bullets. <laughs> and then my oh, boss wow. guy standing okay. right next to him and this whole fight breaks oh, out and God. I, and I'm just like, throwing grenades and I love how they throw them left-handed because I'm a lefty throwing grenades, just shotgunning people hitting them in their jet packs and they're blowing up inside their starship, just making a whole mess. And it's like this bounty is stacking and I'm like, right. Start load reload checkpoint. And then I went through the yep. thing a little bit nicer, but sometimes you can just yep. kind of get that out. It's just really, I mean, you're used to that. With, the aggression. Yeah. Yeah, Bethesda games, like, your choices actually give a crap. Uh, Magnum's like, stop the spoilers. Uh, no, that's not a spoiler. Uh, that Oh, really? <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm sorry. I can't tell if people are, are, are messing with me because I was like, you can fly your ship, and they're like, stop the spoilers. And I'm like, that's I'm why sorry. I didn't even talk about the ship. You know what's funny? Someone else in the chat yelled at me saying, Talking about ships is not spoilers. I'm like, listen, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna discuss semantics here. We're not splitting hairs, okay? Yeah, that's I'm not true. gonna say a damn thing. I'm just gonna, I'm, I'm just gonna say nothing. To be fair, to be fair, I, I, I'm very, I'm very sensitive to spoilers. So, so yeah, for example, someone, someone will say like that a character lives. Okay, to me that's a spoiler because then it, it is, eliminates because... all the stakes. Yep, because then you're like, oh, something bad's about to happen. Yeah, and I'm like, but oh, you should have known. No, I shouldn't have known. You're you, (laughs) you know what I mean. So, I get it. So, I I apologize, Chad, if you're being serious. uh, If I'm actually spoiling, same. That's why I said I just said faction. I mean, there's like six factions in the game. So, um, I mean, that's already been explained in in the direct that you you know you can get a bounty and all that stuff. But um, yeah, it's just really nice that your choices matter. People also sharing things on social media, like that you can get open, you can open doors that with your cutter 
You're like mining beam, which I've never noticed. I've only seen it on Twitter and I played the game for 120 hours. I suppose that could be a spoiler for me, but now I'm like, I got to see this because I never even noticed. There's a lot more. Another thing is when you get to the very, one of the very first settlements, it's a mining settlement. It says, uh, 35 hours since last incident. And somebody on Twitter shot a civilian and the thing reset to zero and everyone was blowing up and liking and sharing that tweet. Like. Very amazing. All right. We're going to talk yeah. about rushing. Let me read uh, one more or two more. Corey Tibwell with the five says, the bias is real. I heard a media guy say Starfield gunplay isn't as good as Halo or Call of Duty. What kind of take is that? Well, he's right. It's not as good. Um, it's, I don't know. Red and I have been playing a lot of Fallout 76, and some of the guns feel incredible in that game, and I know people don't like the combat in that. Um the, the gunplay's pretty pretty good for such a massive RPG. I I enjoy it. Boner Jams the Vice this evening, boys. Haven't seen a more delicious m- m- <laughs> menage since 2017. Uh, well. Cold would love the show. Megatron, nice. let's do Mortal Kombat 1 when it drops. Awesome. Let, let's Now we have to be super spoiler uh, careful. You two don't have to because you don't know. But I previously said in a couple of tweets, and I said in my review... This is exactly what I said. It, Bethesda's story is important. I think you should do the first six main missions, and then you can kind of do what you want. And then Tom Warren and Jez Corden and some other people were kind of saying, you know, you can do the whole main storyline, and it would be a good idea instead of going off and to the left and to the right. Uh, now ACG is saying, I do not recommend rushing the main story. So I don't think I should really talk about this too much other than to say, there's a reason why Rand and I said the first six missions. So, um, yeah, that's, uh, yeah, I know, I know they switched. It's how OBS works, but have your laughs now. They'll be back to normal Apologize. in a second. Yeah. yeah, it's no big deal. Uh, what was I going to say? Uh, Russian. Yeah, I just recommend. Russians. How do but- I? I'll just say it this way. Don't be afraid to t- take on some main quests early. Like, why not? Colt said to do it. Just give it a shot. So and it's fine. It's fine. Yeah. Flip that. Uh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, uh, let me just ask Red. Red, are you going to take some of this advice or a, a little bit of it, or, or are you just going to like say, you know what, I'll do my own thing and I'll, and I'll see how it goes. Well, so I mean, I touched on this earlier when I was talking about the pacing of the of the main quest, and honestly, unless it feels urgent, because a lot of the times these things become, you know. The, the urgency of a quest is very telegraphed, like, get ready. You let us know when you're ready, because it's about to pop we're, off. We're going to uh, have a Twinkie eating contest at 3 o'clock. And you better, so you better fast for 48 hours. Um, I'm like, okay, so so you got to get ready for that. Um, but, literally, I mean, honestly, the, the pacing has been so great so far. Um, so unless that urgency sort of hits me, I won't try to push forward because um, right now it, it it does a great job of uh, making things feel important, but not like hurry up, hurry up, like this next big thing's gonna happen. Um, so so far, um, I honestly am just taking it uh, day by day. Who who sings that song? Day by day. Um, sorry, nine hundred people probably. Yeah, there we go. Uh, but. Um, yeah, I, I guess I'm just gonna sort of just play it by ear. Um, I, I, I've always said that in 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 a lot of games that I play, in the the majority of games that I play, the the main quest is always sort of like the carrot on the end of the stick. Uh, basically, like I will 
do all the side quests before the main story because I feel like once I finish the main story in a lot of games, I feel like the sense of like what's going to happen next uh, is sort of diluted a little bit. Um, you, lo- you lose because- the momentum to, to, to see what is out there when you've tied up. I'm not talking about Starfield, but I, yeah. I, I know what you mean. Like when I play open world games, let's say I'm playing Grand Theft Auto five for the first time. The last thing I want to do is the main quest and tie up the story and then feel like I tied up the world. And now I don't want to go do side quests as much. Cause sometimes when you roll credits, you're like, it's done. It's in some games, right. you know, so in, in you can feel games, that way. Sure. Yeah. yeah and I, I think, I think that, um, from what I've heard, I mean, well, we're not, I won't get into that, but I I feel differently, I think, this time around, because it is a Bethesda game, and I could very well finish the main story at, like, 100 hours or something, and then say, I'm just going to start over, delete my character, and just start over and not touch the main quest, and it's, like, immediately start over, is what I mean. Yeah. Um, so, so, so far, I mean, honestly, this is just special. I usually don't feel... I'm not trying to do everything. I'm just sort of living in the universe of Starfield. I think Emil Pagliarulu said, said the same thing. Uh, I think someone from uh, from Rockstar said the same thing about Red Dead 2 whenever it was coming out, uh, that it's not a game meant to be played and beaten. You're not trying to play it and win. You're, you're, it's just a, a world sort of th- you know meant to be lived in, I guess is the best way that I, that I can sort of paraphrase um, what, what they yeah, say. Yeah, they do... Know. Starfield does hold a lot of the mechanics away from you until you've progressed or unlocked the ability to have access to things. And I said in my review that I was not happy with the outpost building mechanic, knowing that I loved it in Fallout 76 and Fallout 4 and games like um, Grounded, right? But then I realized after a, two days after my review went up that I was able to unlock more building things be through um it's just this game you cannot rush it you really cannot and acg is so right for saying that let people know that if you're just starting the game this week do not feel like you have to get to a certain point at a certain time if you play the game for two hours one night and you feel like you didn't really accomplish anything as far as earning enough credits or getting enough progress I think it's really super important to just let this game marinate and being under review gun. I really did myself a disservice of enjoyability where I couldn't just walk around and scan and, and craft things and unlock things because I felt like I had to get to a certain point. And, um, that's all we'll say about that. I think that's, I think that should be good enough advice. Uh, dead time. Thank you for the chat. He says, the creation engine had a facial animation system ages ago. It's still weird, but definitely better now. Yes, it's like, well, I think Digital Foundry said a week ago that it's 10 times better than what we saw in Fallout 4. Um, I think it's, that 10 times is probably a good metric. But, you know, we covered that really well. I I don't know. I think it's great. Red, thank you for gifting a channel membership on the show. Spartan says, I think it's the best looking b- b- Bethesda game ever made. Yeah, yeah I mean. Yes. Even Fallout 4 in 2015, I felt I some things felt really, really dated. A few things might feel dated here or there in Starfield. Um, I did do a mainline quest, and I was in an area where the lighting was just not cool, just not interesting looking at all. And it took all the gravity out of the, not the gravity, took all the like 
punch out of the. I was like, what happened here? Uh, that, some things they need to fix on that. On that, I don't know. I don't know if they will. Fonz with the chat says Star feels incredible. Enough said. I thought about having Fonz on my show tonight, but he did uh, ah. rants for like four hours, and um, I think he would have probably just. Uh, he's he's amazing. Assassin says Red, you were so right to tell me not to watch people's reviews on Starfield, even Colts. I didn't say not watch Cole. I said, don't. Assassin, get out of here. Go clean your room. Uh, no, I, I was just saying, because you'll go in with a preconceived notion. Um, sure. So, because he's like, what he said was, I'm going to be watching reviews all day, baby. That's what he said. And I said, oh, okay, yeah. but aren't you excited to play it? He's like, yes. I said, well, if you were concerned and you were trying to save money, then maybe you should go and watch reviews all day long. It's on Game Pass, so go play it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's all that I said. Um, <laughs> he said his, his faith that's is That's not what he said, Colt. He said that he is a minion of Randall Thor's, and he specifically went out of his way to say, do not watch <laughs> Colt's reviews, and they were all at the behest of the uh, Phantom Menace, Randall <laughs> Thor. Yes. <laughs> Phantom Menace. Oh, I hacked up Assassin's account, he watched my review three times, <laughs> once on his mom's account. He oh, says, his, he says yep. his faith in, in Bethesda Game Studios is now stored, restored. It's funny when nice. I see BGS, it's twice that it's been written here. For some reason, I think of Baldur's Gate when I see BGS. I've never called it BGS, always called it Bethesda. He says, I'm sorry I doubted. Pussy Polygon says a $50 super chat in hot pink. And it looks like like my underwear. He says, I've been playing and my thoughts are floating upward on the game, but initially it was aligned a 7 out of 10. How do we justify a slow start as this was a damaging starting score? Engaging quickly is critical for respecting time and money. I agree. The first night I was quite worried because Bethesda told uh, some people while we were doing reviews, I heard from somebody that talked to Bethesda, talked to one of the creators and said, we tried to make the game slow so you could not be overwhelmed. But the problem was it felt slow, but I also felt completely overwhelmed with how am I even going to get into ship building, ship selling, ship hijacking, ship combat, ship upgrades let alone the outpost stuff the the uh what do you call it the the level up perks the badges at first you look at them you're like oh okay but each badge has four levels within each one and they're tiered and it you have to do things to unlock access to use a skill point and you go oh my gosh this game is not meant to blast through in 40 hours and see most of it there is no way is that fair to say red Live in the game. Just open up your mind, man. Um, and your pants. And your panties. What? Your, sorry, what panties. kind of a game sorry. is uh, this? Um, man, you will open up your pants come first six, of all, the six. Before Red Wolf says anything else, Grandpa Barbecuer Game Cat, which, by the way, is now officially my favorite name on YouTube next to Kung Fu Hot Dog. Okay, I'll say it again. Band, you got to say, uh, you gotta say it name. again. You got to say Grand, it again. Cause... Grandpa Barbecuer Game Cat. Absolutely the greatest name in the history of YouTube. Uh, anyways, he just put laugh. I know Mag hasn't played the game yet, but I've never seen him so quiet. And then someone else, Maxi Coleman, says, Mag is too quiet. It's making me feel nervous. So people are starting to talk about it. Listen, guys, I'm listening uh, to what these guys have to say because uh, it's very interesting to me. Yeah. So uh, I'm finding it quite fascinating. Oh, yeah. Okay. There's Assassin uh, you're stirring up trouble in the chat, as always. Uh, anyways. Sh- shout out to Mag for making sure you guys stay uh, where you, you know in your pen where you belong. Yeah, no, no, I just went, hey, listen, I'm just listening just like you guys in the chat because, like I said, I'm not going to talk about something I haven't touched yet. 
Um, so, you know, I'm just excited to hear about it. And then, you know what? Next Monday, you're going to hear me gushing all about it and talk about it, right? So okay. I'll be uh, I'll already be neck deep, well, right? So Okay, I, I, need, you, I need Red Wolf to, to do... Yes, Red Wolf. I'm going to set him up. I'm going to set him up. Red, I set need you to up. do Stewie in oh, the knew. opening hours. <laughs> Stewie in the opening hours of playing Starfield, and he's playing it at 30 FPS on the Series X. Go. <laughs> Oh, okay. Oh, so we're going. Oh, so what? Oh, I got to mine this thing over here. Oh, sorry. Let me just pick this up. Oh, it's quite heavy. Oh, I got, well, I got to get my, my, my strength skill up, if that's all right with you. It's going to take some time. All right. Oh, well, I got to adjust this a little bit. It's it's sort of hard to, to see because the, the frame rate's a bit... Oh, well, I mean, my God, I don't know if it's going to... Oh, I don't know if it's going to be uh, uh, appropriate to, you know, run around and shoot stuff at this... This is just not up to par, but oh my god, look how be- look how beautiful it is! It's it's so just look how pretty it is! It's it's so pretty. I just you know what thirty FPS is fine. There's a dessert topping treat in the in the locker next to the uh, Crimson Fleet. Oh uh, my god, are you saying <laughs> that in the locker that there's Cool Whip in the locker? <laughs> that was oh, a good one. I, I jumped in. I jumped in the Renegade, Renegade Realm podcast uh, chat and made him do some Stewie Starfield fan fiction last week or the week before. But yeah, <laughs> it was hot. It was hot. Yeah, it, it, it has to be done. Yeah, uh, Pat F uh, says I started late in the podcast. Colt love the show and Mag always love to hear cuts. Keep up the great work. Yeah, hey, Gaming Forte's in the chat. Say say a shout out to Gaming Forte well, who's what? out there listening to the show. He's Gaming there. Forte, I, just... I gotta know, Forte. Have you had a chance to dive into what is Starfield on PC or Xbox? I gotta hear. Uh, tell us what you're thinking. Dude, wait, I gotta know, Forte. Dude, are you playing it? And did you make your character look like you? And can you send me pictures of him in just his <laughs> space underwear? I want to see it. First of all, <laughs> Gaming Forte owns obviously, or he, he's got he's got a, a deep affiliation with uh, GameStop. So obviously, he stole a copy months ago, and uh, he's been playing it secretly behind the scenes. So of yeah, course, it was a, not Gaming Forte; it was Gaming Forte six two one. So he just changed yeah, yeah, it slightly. The, the yeah. second Starfield leaker was Gaming Forte, and he's now <laughs> chatting to us from 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 Shawshank Prison. Oh uh, my God! Yeah. Yeah, I was gonna say the name of the, the of the prison break prison, but I don't remember what it's called. Uh, shout out to shout out to prison. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, the game. Wait, I gotta see gaming Forte. He says fourteen hours in, bro. Uh, nice. Forte, did you make your character look like you, or did you just say, yeah, close enough? Uh, I gotta you know me? about that. No, 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 gaming Forte. I'll, I, oh, oh, sorry, Red. I saw your. Did you make your character look like you? So no, uh, because I don't. I don't have the hair. Uh, uh, fist bump mag but so <laughs> yeah but uh but yeah baby no so i mean I, I always make my uh i always make my character sort of like the the exaggerated version of what i might look like in the universe that i'm playing the game in if that makes any sense so i always make the same hair color uh same eye color similar facial features but it's it never really looks like me it's just sort of like what would i look like in this universe that's sort of how i always uh so it's like it's like 2080 you know um it is a acquired skill like a a honed skill and my character looks like handsome cold eastwood if his hairline was a little bit lower because they don't have like a some games allow the forehead to just keep climbing and i'm like if i can get it to 13 (laughs) out of 10 it'll look like me and um when I first did, when I first made my character, um, I picked a dark beard and hair, 
that looked like the color. And then when I got in the world, it was like black. I'm like, oh, so I did. I look like a villain version, wannabe, like a bad carbon copy. And it kind of bugged me. And so in the game, uh, you can change your character at any time uh, at a medical place like Saints Row. Um, that's in the loading screen. It tells you that. That's not a spoiler. And I did, went and changed him some more. And I got closer. I went in a third time. See, I wasted so much time playing the game when I should have been doing progress, but I had mm-hmm. so much fun. My character came out, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is pretty good. I can't get any better. I tweaked everything. You got to put this bulbous nose. It's really long and all that stuff. But uh, Forte it, said it, his is, is like an evil twin uh, of him <laughs> in the game. Have you seen um, – wow. what the hell's his name? Uh, oh, no, it's Alex. Oh, no, it's Alex's character creation is a spitting image of him. I don't know how he pulled it off. Because I saw it and I couldn't stop laughing because it literally looks exactly like him. It's really, really funny. Now, I'll tell so, you, uh, yeah. I, I don't know how many of you here in the chat like give a crap about making your character look like you in character creation, but it can be really, really cool. And I'll just briefly tell you that you just have to look at things like how long is your nose? How wide is it? You have no shapes you go through. And then you have to look at where your eyes line up with the, with the sides of your mouth. You have to figure out. I, I take a selfie of myself and then kind of look at it from time to time. And you just start, you, I even like take a side picture of something. So I know what my nose looks like. My nose is going out there and <laughs> it, it brings in, you know, no chin and you're uh, it's picking with your nose. You're yeah, yeah. I'm like, and uh, yeah, shout out <laughs> yeah. to Fritinga for, for plays who, who made dreamcast guy in the game. Um, so disrespectful, but oh no, yeah. okay, I'm gonna shut up. I don't even, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, you know, I like dreamcast guy. He's been, they've been riding him pretty hard, but he's been, having a little too much fun with the uh, that game super boring but he's coming around which is cool it's cool to see people come around a game uh max coleman maxi coleman thank you for the ars 50 says 87 meta is not enough i want a 10 masterpiece on xbox just one he says if you need to put out a 12 for ign you put in a 10 there make it a 12 um that's how you feel maxi i know uh i don't know i just there's little things that i wish they would have done that I expected from Bethesda's games and maybe I'll discover it later, but the game's fantastic. You <laughs> anything in a, in an 80 and above is, is incredibly amazing. Like ghost of Tsushima is an 83 open critic and I adore that game. So you just kind of have to really? keep that in perspective. Yeah. It's an 83. That's really uh, surprising. Wow. Yeah. I'm trying to think of another, um, you know, PlayStation's exclusives, average out to an 85 and so do xbox's first party exclusive this generation and they're just really good yep. i mean people need that nine days gone was like a 60 something and it was one of my favorite games i played 71. that year yeah or yeah, whatever very, 71 you and i agree i love that, that game i loved yeah. it on i got PC? a platinum on it is it on pc did you say red yeah is it on pc yet yeah yeah i don't i don't know is it yeah uh, it looks phenomenal oh on God. ps5 now that it has it's it's kind of enhanced through the uh, game to run at 60. Like, I mean, these games are great. Like Dead Island 2, I think, was like a 72 or 74, and I adored What's it. So really you, that low? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, no, people say Metacritic wow. is bunk or Metacritic is flawed. And how many times we said it, Mag, right? Like you cannot just use that Dude. emblazoned number by itself. It just doesn't no. work. I mean, it's a good litmus test for like if you if you like, you know. Lick your finger and you know, and you're, you're checking to see where the wind is blowing when you're playing golf or something, right? But it's a good test to get an idea yeah. of where the game's headed. However, 
you know, I mean, it's still up to you. Like, for example, you just said like uh, uh, Dead Island Two is like a seventy what seventy one seventy two seventy four like maybe or seventy four. Okay, sorry, I got to I got to confuse with um with uh, Days Gone. That's there. fine. Yeah. Okay, so let's say mid seventies, right? Okay, so you're gonna say, all right, so it's not a great game, but it's not a bad game. You get an idea for it. So for you as a person, it could swing either way. If a Metacritic is like thirty eight. You know the game is trash no matter what, right? So sure. I think yeah, I think that. anything from a 65 and above, you could probably get away with a great game. It, it's, it's up to your personal taste at that at that point. Like, for example, uh, what the hell was that one that... Uh, Colt, you and I love that game. Uh, Crackdown 3. Crackdown yeah. 3. Love that game. Yeah. I had so much fun playing Crackdown 3. I, I, I completed the game. I, pl- I put in dozens and dozens of hours jumping around and doing stuff and throwing cars and whatever the heck else I was doing. I had such a great time, but that game was a 60, right? Like, it's up to you at the end of the day. But, I mean, like I said, if it's people really always, low, People always you know force a score on Metacritic, which is an aggregate of all of the industry-certified reviewers. And for me to say, I feel like Crackdown should be a 70, not a 60. Like, I don't feel like it's an 80. No, uh, it was not board. an 80. But-, but to say, like, I feel like Crackdown should be a 70 in on Metacritic is kind of dumb because... Why would I need to? Why would I expect those people to bend their will to what I think? Mm. So I gave the game like a seven seventy eight out of a hundred because, well, I guess the, the, I I wasn't allowed to review the multiplayer. I'll just put it that way. Everybody knew that. Yeah. Like we weren't allowed to. Re- so we just reviewed it solely on the campaign. And I feel like people reviewed the multiplayer in their own way. Like said they didn't deliver with this multiplayer mode, even though they weren't allowed to. So it was a. Yeah. I, I know people think Crackdown Three is bad, but. Um, it was an enjoyable. Oh gosh, the shooting felt. Great I loved too. it. I thought it was fun. I yeah. thought it was a fun. The Biv, come on. You just yeah, saying Crackdown Three was so bad. But it but wasn't also, that Meg, bad. Also, like some of my good friends, like that it bored them, and I'm like, well, the first couple hours, once you start getting, ah, it's not. It's not a Crackdown show. We'll move on. Welcome uh, to the Crackdown Three podcast. Sorry, yeah, we'll do the Crackdown Three podcast another. Yeah, we're gonna, <laughs> yeah, there'll be the two C, people watching. Hey. Yay! <laughs> that one guy in that with the with the little flag. Yay! Yay! That's for the fan to decide. Yay! Yeah. <laughs> there you go. That actually yes. calls back if to like a nineteen. 19- that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That actually calls back to a nineteen uh, forties goofy thing where the basketball team, like all the fans, are over here and over here for the other team was like the one little goofy guy who's like, "Yay!" with a little flag. Uh, did you Dead watch time, your I agree PS5 with you, buddy. today? Oh my God! Really? You have to pull that one out. Yeah. What was the yeah, what was the show? What, what, what was the show where the, the, the host was like, listen, people, you call up here, you better have something to say. Listen, <laughs> sitting, here, sitting here arguing and all this other stuff. Is it, you, what, you, that, this is my show. Mooch? What is it? What I I because I, I remember hearing the soundbite and like and he's like, you call up here, you better got something to say. And I was like, okay, I don't know what this, is, but I heard that that soundbite, but it, it was from like the nineties. No, I don't know. It's it's failing me right now. It's failing me. Chat, help it's me out. It's not your show. It's my show. Is what he would always say. Um, the Biv, I'm just kidding, man. It's eight. Like yeah. I said, every game, every game is up to every individual. I will never fault anybody for whatever score they give. Oh, it was Boom. That's who it was. It was Boomstick. Oh, okay. Uh, Dick Bernard said Crackdown One was amazing. Crackdown Two and Three were horrible. I I went back and played Crackdown One. I'm like, oh, it's kind of good. Like, feels kind of clunky, but. Like Crackdown Two, you're driving over zombies at breakneck speed. It was freaking hilarious. But you know, it's like sometimes you're just like, 
did you have fun or not? I, I could sit here and tell you about all the six or sevens that I loved. And I'll just end it by saying, if, if a game is teetering on the edge of what you accept is purchasable and your good friend that you usually agree with says, yeah, you'll like it. Just go get the game. Let me move on. Don't play Crackdown 3. Uh, I was smart- kidding, by the way. It wasn't Boom. I was just shout, shout out to Boom. I always, every time that I do a Boston <laughs> accent, I sound like Joe Pesci. I'm like, listen, listen. Am I, how, how kind of funny am I? Listen, listen. You come up into my show. Listen, I was a cop for 30 years. I don't know. I don't know. Who, I don't know who, that anyway. does, that shout does, out to Boom. I love, love Boom. You, you can- <laughs> That does sound like Boom's nice, uh, nice voice. There's also Mooch. Yeah. Uh, Mooch is a great guy in the community. He's got that. Uh, he's he's from like the New York accent, right, Mooch? Uh, Mag. Yeah. yeah and yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I remember, same. I remember when Mag came on the scene, guys. This is this is great. Uh, I'd been listening to Mooch for years, for years. Everybody knew who Mooch was, and I think Dealer was like, "You haven't heard of Mag?" And I'm like, "No, who's this Mag guy?" And he's like. He's a Canadian mooch. I go, the what? He goes, hold on. And he puts his phone up to the party chat and he plays you on someone's podcast. And I was like, holy crap. We got another mooch here. Cause when you first Great. hear somebody like, I don't hear it now when I've, as I've, cause I've known you for so long, but that first well, impression yeah. was like, yeah, it's, you know what it is is because we have the same delivery of speech and intonation. We yeah. both happen mm-hmm. to be Italian. We both, yell when we talk because like my wife says it all the time like my wife's irish right and i'm just like well honey we got the lights over here and this over here and she goes why are you yelling and i'm like i'm not yelling i'm just telling you where the lights are going but that's how we talk right we're just always screaming right it's just it's like it's like al pacino 24 7 it's it's got to be really annoying for some people i'm sure the haters really love me to hear me say that but anyways my my family they i drive them crazy because i have like headphone voice when i go in the house because i'm like yeah Hey, what do we have for dinner? You know, it's, yeah. what, you need some help when you're cooking the noodles. And they're like, Boy. you don't need to yell. You're not on a headset. But I'm Boy, so used I've to been it. working. I've been working in the kitchen, like as a chef, for decades and decades. Screaming is part of the equation, not because we're mad, is because those damn hood fans are so loud. It sounds like an Apache helicopter is landing <laughs> on the grill. So it's like, and so I'm like. Could you pass the tomatoes? And then when we leave the kitchen, we're still screaming like that, except we're screaming at the bartenders to get us another beer. And they keep giving us that, like, why is this guy screaming at me? And it's you're, just, I'm, I'm not screaming at you. We're just all deaf. You're, you're like Mel Gibson and We Were Soldiers, except you're in the kitchen. Yeah, yeah, pretty much, yeah. Everyone pass me the knife next to the cutting board. He's like, I don't know. I haven't seen oh, that I was like nine. I was way too young to be watching that movie, but uh, no, yeah. <laughs> Jeez. Silent Cyber of the Five says, I built a giant pony ship and I'm afraid to share it because reasons. You liar. If you built that, put it on Twitter, X, tomorrow. I expect to see that. Uh, He also says, lefties for the win. And shout out to you people that were born using the wrong arm. You know what? MASH2481 literally just fell into the trap. He just says, it sounds like Meg is eating the mic. You don't need to yell, Meg. I literally just explained to you why we're yelling. is because we're deaf. And we're, we're getting so older. old. The geriatric podcast is here yet again. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Percolator, you're in the kitchen too. Okay. I see you in the chat. You've been in there too. Listen, I got to go grab a drink, not an alcoholic beverage. That's tomorrow. I'm just going to go grab myself a drink. I'm going to come back. Leave your camera on because they got to see your pants on the way out. No, yes. I don't need them to see that. But oh, you know what? Oh, okay. 
Chat, do you want to see his pants? Because we saw his pants. Yes. Didn't we, Red? We saw his pants. Magnum we saw Westward. Hey, Listen, and when you, you walk away, I want you to yep. sashay. Just do a little. Okay. Give me a little. I could do mm. that. Uh, Magnum Westward, let me tell you something. You're saying the, the bear was so annoying because of all the shouting. It is literally not even a quarter of the yelling that actually happens in a real kitchen. So I think you'd probably just die. Or like your face would melt like the end of Raiders of the Lost Ark. So anyways, I'll be right back. You guys okay. can check out my Star Wars original trilogy PJ pants as I walk away. I'll be right back. Let's have a moment treating. of silence as we watch him walk yes, away in yes. silence. Let's Hold just, on, I got to see this in real time. Oh my gosh. Uh, <laughs> oh no, this is getting to my eyes. <laughs> Look at the caboose on that Canadian that. moose. Jab of the butt, if I ever saw. <laughs> I saw the Millennium Falcon turn into an X-wing as it wedged up into the. Oh, hey, this is like the name of one of the pilots in the in the first one. Wedge. Isn't there a guy? Wedge, wedge. That's what it was. Yeah, yeah there's that's wedge, right wedge in the crease. Like, the character, like, yeah. He's like, <laughs> just Max Crotch. Yeah, that's uh, that's where they put Wedge. Um, well, you're back. They, already, wedged, right? they wedged him. You don't yeah, with yeah. the five says what. He says, RP to the singer of Smash Mouth. Just want to say you guys are all stars, but when you land on gas giants, you might as well be walking on the moon. Did he really uh, pass away? He passed away uh, today. What? Yeah, he, uh, yeah he, had, um, he was deal- dealing with liver issues for a long time. Oh, he was man. a heavy drinker for like his whole okay. life, essentially. Um, yeah, I got to so. say, Smash Mouth had like huge huge hits and they always wanted to be he said in an interview that they wanted to be known as the happy partying like anthem driven music band they wanted to be known as that band like that all of their songs you want to sing along to and they came to our state fair like five years ago and i went and everyone was just waiting for them to do uh all-star but they had like this island type reggae rock sound that I did not expect because they used to do like the ska rock thing in the late nineties, but they, they kind of evolved into this other uh, sound that was just like really cool to listen to. And I didn't feel like I was watching smash mouth, smash mouth, but um, that's wild. uh, Yeah. Liver failure. People are saying in the chat, that's pretty uh, awful. That's awful. That's awful. Josh Peck also died. And we lost over the weekend for you people that are like 90 years old. You know what this yeah, reminds me of? Yeah. You remember right before the pandemic? I think it was like 2018. I think it was 2018 or 2019. Remember there was like like 80 celebrities in six months, like all just started dropping like flies. And yeah. we lost some great singers and great actors and actresses and all. And we're like, what the hell is going on? I swear it seems like the same thing has been happening over the last month or so. Just people dropping left, right, and center. I'm like, what is going on? It's awful, man. But anyways... Yeah, yeah, that's... Uh, May I ask you guys a couple of questions about yeah. Star Oh, yeah, of course. We've been, oh, I've been waiting for this, baby. Yeah, okay, no, no, I, I'm not... Like I said, again, chat, relax, no spoilers, okay? I just want to know some things. Um, the game ends... Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> what exactly happens in the last mission? Uh, no, anyways, um, well, here's the thing. I want to... <laughs> Colt, let me ask you the first question. I want to ask okay. you this quick, and I was just going to say, I know you're a fan of Grounded. Right, yeah, big and time. there's a lot of there's a lot of world building. Uh, there's a lot of you know fort building. Well, basically building mechanics in the game in general. Do you liken um, Starfield's like ship building mechanics? Is it similar to Grounded, or like is it fairly simple, or is it very difficult? Like, how did you find? Is it user friendly? Like for let's say for a normie like myself who's not sort into of. building games. So, so if you're asking just about the ship building, 
Um, it's more like uh, what are those? What are those toys from our era, Mag? Where you you stick the the sticks into the little spokes? Uh, I never had uh, that as a kid. Tinker Rinky toys, dinks or tinker They're toys. Tink- tinker toys. So yeah, it's kind of like Legos. Like you can grab your ship, you can grab the cockpit and pull it away and set it down and float it there, and oh. cycle through different cockpits and then snap it in like a magnet. There's like a little indicator that says if this indic the indicator is the same. If there's an indicator here on the facing, it will slam in an isometric view. So you can choose different classes and different. Uh, visual-looking cockpits, and then you slam it in. But you you might snap something in there that needs a bigger engine. So if you you could make your ship a little bit bigger, but the mass goes up, and eventually it'll say you need a bigger grav drive and bigger engines because your ship is now a little bit heavier. And that can be a little daunting at first, but they don't do a very good job of explaining that. But yeah, you can. The, if you picture your ship in isometric and you can pull the parts away from their magnetism and snap them back in where they belong, it's quite intuitive. And then selecting each part and coloring them in the three color scheme you want is very, very cool. Technic Boba Fett says, um, that's another toy that I didn't have growing up, but yeah, it's, it's pretty cool okay, and it's pretty enjoyable. All right. That sounds pretty good. Now, uh, Red Wolf, I want to ask you a quick question. Uh, did you play it on Xbox or on PC? Yeah, on Xbox. Okay, so you're playing on the Series X or the Series S? Series X, baby. Okay, so Series X. I wanted to ask you, because not a lot of people are talking about it. Um, thank you, Crispy Ramble, for that. I, I will look into that when I uh, when I start playing in a couple days. Um, your opinions on the front, like the, the actual performance. Like, I know I understand it's like, this, you know, the frame rate is at 30 frames per second. Uh, how does it feel? How does it play? Like, does it really feel like a 30 FPS game or does it, or do you not notice it? Or does it feel like it performs better? Like, how does it play to you? Well, I mean, I'm actually glad that you asked because, um, the, well, as soon as I turned on the game, I had to sort of adjust a few things and and anyone in chat that's actually uh, using a a controller, if you're playing on a console, um, or on PC using a, using a, a gamepad or whatever, I actually did have to adjust some of the sensitivity. It felt really snappy. There's there's really? little to no acceleration uh, when it comes to the uh, the analog, uh, like with the right stick. Like whenever you go to move, there it's very like it's very snappy. There's no like build up. There's no real acceleration. So I did yeah, have to adjust. That's that. That's a good way to explain um, it. Like it's one speed. Yeah, from right. from beginning of push to landing on your target. Yeah. Yeah. Ahead. So I'll be honest. I was really. I. I'm not. I'm not gonna sugarcoat it. I. I, I spent about half an hour messing with my. I have an Elite Series Two controller, so I went into the settings on that and sort of adjusted the the delay curve there, and that helped a lot. Then I. I put my sensitivity down. I play in third person like 90% of the time, um, but I put my sensitivity all the way down to one percent, and that sounds crazy because you guys are like, so you're doing this the whole time. It actually for for whatever reason does not change it that much are you talking that sorry, was, i couldn't see you live like one one means your your movement is slower when you move your gun across when i'm aiming yeah whenever yeah. whenever i'm aiming um i also had to slow down the a, the ads so aim down sight speed because it was way too fast it, everything just really, felt really snappy um which it was right. unfortunate but i did have to adjust some things and it feels great now i'm used to it um but unfortunately that that was something that I really like right in the beginning of the game i was like man man Really, I gotta adjust this, um, 
But to answer your other question about uh, the 30 FPS, um, and Colt knows this, I, I, I am someone who gen- gen- generally am perfectly fine with 30 FPS games uh, in third person. Because I am one of those people, one of those maniacs that like to like walk around slow and look at everything, and everything mm-hmm. feels real cinematic and all that. Um, but in first-person games, I actually do prefer 60 FPS. Uh, but either way, it doesn't really affect me. But first-person games, I do notice it a lot. So when it comes to Starfield, uh, it it really it really just sort of capitalized on the cinematic vibe, I guess. Like cool. you 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 get out of your ship and just like, I mean, Colt was saying it earlier. The the environments are just. It's crazy because how for how big this game is, you're like if I'm landing on this planet and it looks this good, it just your mind starts going crazy. Like what happens when I go to like an in- interior of like an industrial vibe? How how is that going to look with with the frame rate? And it just it seriously has not bothered me one bit. And I haven't seen any frame drops uh, really until I got to one particular city. Um, and I was like, "What is happening?" And then it just sort of smoothed out and never happened again. There, um, yeah, there's a yeah. frame drop when you cross like an area like when you go into uh new atlantis the big city you like walk in the neck the first like 30 steps and there's a frame drop for a few steps um yeah. and then in aquila the the western town you go under this underpass before you come to the city and it'll drop frames for like two or three steps and it does it every yep. time it actually i've been playing a lot on pc since i finished my review it does it there it's just like a kind of like an overload spot where it's loading in the game in real time, which is not a big deal. And to add to what red said, the reason why the 30 FPS is so good in this game is digital founder explained the per object motion blur. When you move the camera at 30 frames, normally it can feel like, and I don't know if that translates on camera, but you, f- you feel like the, the background does this on you. Like it, it, it stutters and shutters. They call it like film mm-hmm. shutter. And because of that motion blur, when you move, it feels like it just swipes with a motion swipe. And it just does really feel really good. And pushing polygons is saying that there's like a lag with the aim down sights. There's like a weird, like last second auto aim. Like there's no auto aim until you get right on your target. And then it comes in at this last microsecond. It's just not good. Um, and that's one of the reasons why I gave gameplay kind of a lower score, but Overall, right. the 30 frames is pretty phenomenal for a 30 frames game. And you, you'll, you'll see if you throw a grenade in an office or a, or a lab and you see everything on the shelves fly and hit the ground, you're like, I've never seen that in a video game. You'll never see that unless you yeah. play Fallout 76 or Fallout 4 or Starfield. I what was going to throw a grenade tonight? in my office at work. Um, anyways, um, <clears throat> I have to have a question. Uh, actually, this, I'm going to go to uh, Red Wolf on this one. Then, Colt, I got the last one is for you. Red Wolf, what kind of gamer score are you looking at? Like, what kind of gamer score do you have in general? Oh, uh, what am I? I think I'm at like 220,000. Do you go for achievements or is it just something that's sort of supplemental? It just kind of happens as it goes. It's funny. So I remember uh, back in the day, I was all my goal was always to hit a hundred thousand, and I did. I, I I really tried to to get every achievement. And um, nowadays, it just really depends. Uh, it really just depends on how much I'm liking the game, because uh, I yep. really don't try to like force myself. Um, like Odyssey, for example, and and Assassin's Creed Valhalla. 
I loved those games, and I loved them for what they were. I didn't love them as Assassin's Creed games before chat destroys me. Um, I I feel like if Valhalla and Odyssey just released called Odyssey, and it was just another Viking game called Valhalla, and it had nothing to do with Assassin's Creed, it would have been uh, fine. People would have had their expectations sort of tempered. Anyway, those games I loved, and I just kept going, and I just kept checking my achievements and saying, what's next? So I really did do like the the checklist thing and go after it um, and and try to do everything um, with with Sarfield specifically when it comes to the achievements I haven't looked at the achievements at all. Uh, okay. It sort of like I takes don't... away from the uh, the. I just don't want to know. I just don't want to know anything because if it, it you know being a Bethesda game, they had the pedigree of their their player base. I mean, dude, people are still playing. Uh, Morrowind, and it's a 22-year-old game, 21-year-old game, which is crazy. That was my first Bethesda game. Um, Skyrim, people are still playing it to this day, um, and people could argue, yeah, it's because of mods or whatever. It doesn't matter. They're still playing it, um, and so if I'm going to be playing Starfield for the next 20 years or so, um, I'll just let them come as they go. Typically, uh, Bethesda achievements, like for Elder Scrolls, have really been sort of here's level one of this faction, Good job. Here's the next level faction, and you can get you can 100 percent it very easily. Um, but that, that's it why just I'm really asking, depends, Meg. Like I'm looking at you, and I'm looking at Colt, and I'm wondering. I'm a completionist, uh, as Colt knows, and uh, mm-hmm. some a lot of people know. Like for example, n- never mind on Xbox. Like la- la- the last completion I got on Xbox was um, uh, what the heck is it called? Uh, Hogwarts Legacy. I got my thousand. Um, Valhalla. I got my thousand plus because of the DLC. Uh, you know, Assassin's Creed Odyssey, uh, 1750 out of 1750. I go for all of them. Uh, on PlayStation, I've got 15 straight Platinums this year. Uh, no, this year and, and, and part of last year. So my question is, is this the kind of game that, like, is it going to be absolutely stupid to try and go for a 1,000 out of a 1,000? Like, did they make it unattainable? Like, you know, uh-huh. 500 hours, uh, you know, 600 hours later to get a 1,000. Like, like for example, uh, what the hell is that one? Um, a Gears of War, seriously, 2.0, 3.0, 4.0. Oh, yeah. Those are so I, I, dumb. I, I, that's not even enjoyable to, to, any, like, to me. But Yeah, and what, I haven't what looked I would at the say, lo- sorry. I haven't looked at it either. Yeah. Okay, well, if you haven't looked, then I'll skip that for now. Guys, a lot of people... Oh, Big Boy Barry's got the highest one I've seen so far. 858, 734 achievements. Uh, I thought I was good. I was closing in on... Uh, I'm on, I'm on 400,000 plus myself. Um, here, where are we going to go? Uh, I want to ask you both this, and I'll start with Colt. Um, Colt, you've put in about, I guess, about double the time that Red Wolf has put in. Um, my question is, I, I hear a lot yeah, of people talking about... Oh, okay, well, there you go. Four times uh, a lot more, of people I think. Talking yeah. about the the hump they're calling it the opening hump where yeah. like well it's a little meh at the beginning but then it opens up and then it keeps getting better and better and better at what point did you find like even Rand said the same thing where he was talking about it i think in, in his review i was watching his review and he was saying like the first five to ten hours he's like i don't i i'm not i'm not liking this or it was not i'm not i don't want to put not words loving in this it, not loving it not loving it and then it got better as it go, went over time how long did you feel you really started to enjoy the game that it opened up you're like wow this is something special at what point i think? would think it was closer to five hours but i was also trying so hard or at no, that's the wrong way to put it. I was trying to organically spread 
my character out into the world and just uh, accept all of the mechanics. Like I wanted to go out and initiate all of these things that would be available in the game and have them on my plate. And it became so overwhelming, but the game also opens you up with a, a quest where the person says, I need you to flip four switches. And it's like one of the first things you do. And I'm like, why, why are we doing this? Like, I don't need to know how to press a on something. Um, and then that's when I heard that the Bethesda team said that they're trying to ease you in. Um, the weird thing is that you'll find a lot of these mechanics are parts of the game that you will interact or engage with. You may not see them in the, in the first 40 hours or 50 hours or hundred hours properly until you've leveled up. So this game is meant to just build and build and build. That's why it's so controversial about should you do a lot of the main quests or should you do the main quest in full? And I think you really should do the first few main quests and then say, all right, it's time to just go out and spread myself across the galaxy. As all disgusting right. as that sounds. Hey, that's whatever. Is. Hey, I so got to say, this, this is good yeah, timing, sorry. but Kid Smooth said, I, I missed the Super Chat almost. He said, he oh, didn't yeah, start yeah. delving into main quests until nine hours in. And I kind of was about the same as him. So shout okay. out to Kid for leaving that. Okay, go ahead, Mag. Oh, Red Wolf, what about you? Like, where did you feel like you're about, what, 40 plus hours in, if I'm not mistaken, from what you were saying earlier? Okay, yeah. so at what point did you, like, did you feel that there was a bit of a lull at the beginning and then it got better? Or were you, like, right off the bat, this is awesome? Like, how was your experience and, like, how many hours in did you feel that the game really started to gain momentum for you? I mean, I, I honestly think that, that the buildup, I, I was, you know, the hype was definitely there, um, but I feel like the buildup does a really good job because it, it is a testament to, uh, you know, how overwhelming the game actually is. I think that is a good thing that they try to sort of capitalize on is sort of just really easing you into the game because if they just threw you, threw you right in, gave you a ship, said to go out, do all this stuff right off the bat, you would just be like... I don't know what's happening right now. So I think that what they did that was really smart, and of course, no spoilers, but um, narratively, uh, they, they do tie a lot of things into uh, sort of tutorializing um, uh, the the gameplay and the features uh, instead of just saying, you can do this, you can do that, you can do this, you can do that. Uh, so I feel like the ramp up was really, really well. Again, I keep saying pacing, uh, but really, the, the pacing w was really good. And uh, so... It really started hitting for me, I think, once... I, well, I won't say what happens, but I guess, yeah, around... Yeah, five, six, seven-hour mark, something like that, I was really starting to feel like, okay, wow, like, so this is what I'm getting myself into. It's really overwhelming. The, um, the, yeah. the chat's All killing right. me right now. I, I, I agree, Red, because I, I'm also thinking about... If you watch the Starfield Direct in 2022 when the game was supposed to come out that year, the opening mission sets you out to Crete and you walk out and you meet Barrett. And he's like, you saw the, you saw the, you saw that you touched the thing too. Like visions, you, yeah. you know, what, what, you know, what does he say? Red? He's like, so you saw it too visions. Yeah. It, it was yeah. the, uh, when you so, touched the rock, yeah, you touched so, it. Uh, this is like the opening hour of the, of the game. And we've already seen it mostly in full in the direct. And Barrett is like, wow, you seen it too. Here, take my keys. Uh, the ship's yours. And I'm like, well, wait a minute. And they did the same thing they did to me in Fallout yep. 4 where you literally walk out of the vault in Fallout 4. You go and meet the the people and they're like, 
there's there's keys to the uh, the power armor up there, and Fallout aficionados would tell you, no, 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 you give me the power armor sixty hours in, not six minutes in. Um, so yeah. someone said in the chat, let me gra- let me grab it because this is where I'm going. Um, before I talk about Jeff, because he makes me laugh, he's so cute. Just mm, just love him. Uh, someone said, I'm trying love to find it. it. I'm trying to find love it. Just love it. <laughs> Uh, shoot. Where is it? Someone, I, I always like to say your name. You, if you wrote something that I'm going to say. They said, what faction should you join? Oh, right oh, here. Math- uh, Matthew, Matthew says, Colt, what's the yeah. best faction? Now, it, please watch my tips and tricks video. There's no spoilers in it, but I learned way late in the game that the best faction to join is Vanguard because the Vanguard guy says, Hey, do you want to join us? Go down here and we'll tell you what's going on in this universe. And it kind of really fleshes mm-hmm. out the world. And it's meant to be done early in the game, never points you there because Bethesda games never tell you what to do. So please, when you play the game, go talk to the guy at Vanguard and it'll give you a way better introduction. Trust me, it does what the tutorial should have been, but you can do that organically. But if you do, you'll be able to just go, oh, this is so cool. I feel like I'm being introduced to the galaxy and the world. So. Yeah, so Jeff in the chat I don't like to highlight these guys who you know Dollar General trolls who don't have any substance, so they look for attention. We'll give him, we'll give him the attention, won't we, Mag? He says Starfield looks and runs horrible on Xbox Series X. Stop. I'll add, uh, no, it runs really great. Digital Foundry praised it for the way it runs and the level of interactivity. Now I wasn't going to bring this up, but John Linneman day today said. It's interesting thing I keep seeing regarding Starfield. Now, John Lenneman's from Digital Foundry. I love this guy. He says, regarding people wishing that they'd switch to Unreal Engine, but I feel like these folks have somehow missed the state of Unreal Engine games lately. Can you imagine what Unreal Engine 4, <clears throat> Redfall, but based Starfield would have been? <laughs> I only see issues. And people were arguing with John Lenneman for an entire day, telling him that he's wrong. Starfield should have been on Unreal Engine 5. First of all, none of this interaction and organic, immersive gameplay we've talked about would have been possible in Unreal Engine 5. That's a Creation Engine thing. Second of all, Creation Engine 2.0 is just as old or new as Unreal Engine 5. Let me go back to Jeff's great trolling comment. He said, the game is unfinished. Uh, No, it's completely done. He says, it's unoptimized. Uh, No, it's the best optimized Bethesda game ever above and beyond and he says Bethesda definitely crapped the bed visually um red did they I agree with him uh, my Pody master 420 videos uh clearly gave it a one out of ten and uh obviously uh obviously my pony master 420 agrees with him carry on red wolf sorry perfect yeah uh so I'm sorry I, my ADD kicked in uh what was the question what, uh, they crapped the bed visually with Starfield uh, no uh, I will come through this camera. Um, excuse me? I will come That's through the camera. Kind of a not, show. Sorry, excuse me. This isn't the Renegade Realm podcast. Yeah. Only uh, fans starts at 10.30. Uh, <laughs> whoopsie. Uh, yeah, this is this is the best looking. It It's surprising because it's Bethesda. Because they do have a pedigree of like, uh, you know, let, let the modders make it look pretty. I, I can't imagine when I'm actually going to start modding this game whenever whenever it does come uh, to consoles or whatever. The game looks amazing, and it, it's it's insane. 
it's it's insane how how good the game looks with how many the variety of locations, uh, interiors, exteriors, the different types of biomes. Like I went to like a snow planet and there's like this this blizzard happening and there's like this haze I can't even see in front of my face and then I land on another planet. Uh, that's got like the 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 sun rays coming through, uh, God rays coming through, Todd rays coming through, Todd uh, rays. And it's just sometimes it, the, the sometimes game, the game yeah. can look, uh, but yeah, I mean it's it's a gorgeous game. It, it really is. Yes, yes, yes. Um, Almost as pretty as you, Donny Kazada, in chat. I love you. Yeah, he's uh, he's amazing. Uh, yeah. Karma God ninety one says, "Mag, love you, brother." Fried eggplant sandwich going in. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, I, I, I posted a couple of great uh, p- uh, cooking videos this week. I did three in the last two weeks. So people are enjoying them and they're asking for more. So I said, all right, I'll keep doing them. So, yeah, yeah people are enjoying them. I love Getting that a lot of engagement on it. So it's a lot of good time. Oh, my God. Grandpa Barbecuer's GameCat just went back in the chat again. He's back in, the, he's back in there. God, I love that name. I mean, I need to make a T-shirt with that name on it. Like, that would just Dude, really turn want- some heads. I want that name. name. Just, can you imagine the conversation starter? Someone comes up to you and goes, uh, excuse me, sir. Who the hell is Grandpa Barbecuer's game cat? And then just <laughs> and say, how can I get me some? And then, well, and then you just got to say, how do you not know who that is? And then just walk away. Yep. Create, the, create the mystery. I think it's a fantastic idea. Anyway, <laughs> that's all I had for you guys. So yeah. I just wanted to know those things like from, you know, from like a, I'll call myself an unplayed uh, normie at the at the moment, not a hardcore gamer because I haven't started it. But hey, half I the thank ch- you guys. Almost half both. the chat hasn't played the game either, Mag. So yep. uh, they are with yeah. you. Carmel also yeah. says Dan Stapleton purposely targeted Starfield bum. Uh, I don't know. Yes, some people don't like it. You know, maybe sometimes the game can be over someone's head. You never know. Air Force X with a $2 says, I'm 13 hours in, not for me. I can see the IGN score. And there you go. So Spartan661 with the $2 says, my wife just found out about our conversation. Uh, I can't remember. Were we talking about how he made her in the games trying to get her to play? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. World-renowned Geohound says, I edited and uploaded another classic XNC clip, and it was probably me looking like a crazy uh, NPC. Yudani uh, Kazada says, guesses on the concurrent player numbers after release Tuesday. Well, the numbers were really good in early access. And it sounds like the game is selling phenomenally well on Steam and Xbox through early access. People paying extra knowing they could get it for almost for free on Game Pass. So, uh, I, you know, Meg and I said here last week that those sales metrics don't really work. But we also predicted, right, that it would probably do pretty well under uh it will because you got yeah exactly because you've got the early release you're still going to get people who are going to buy it on the series x and the series s you're going to get people buying it on steam uh i mean it's it's getting some great i don't know if you guys looked at some of the metrics um steam uh sorry not steam uh yeah concurrent players are uh, mm-hmm. are, are really really high um the streamer numbers are really high of people watching people play starfield and stuff so th- it's all there Right, the mind share is there. They've got control of it. That's how you get sales of games. Yes, people will play in Game Pass, but I mean, as it stands, there's presumably about what thirty million in Game Pass, right? Presumably, because I think yeah, the last yeah, number probably. we heard was like twenty, like twenty-eight or something, whatever it is. And uh, they're waiting for the next milestone before they announce, like let's say forty or whatever, right? That's how they. That's how they usually do with these companies. So, 
Um, anyways, as I was saying, the point is is that it's still going to sell incredibly well because it's the kind of game that I don't think people are going to sub to a service to play it. It's the kind of game that people will buy and then they will play it for like a decade, like the way that people have been playing um, a Skyrim and stuff like that, right? So it's it's not the same experience. And I think you know that what I'm could, saying? yeah, and I think that could put some people off, Mag, knowing that it's not a game that you're going to dive in for eighty hours and then feel like you experienced everything and then talk about it as you move on to the next thing and that pacing might i don't know i mean it's not really a pacing issue the side quest can be pretty big um so you, you know people what? are just yeah. gonna have to experience it it's just it's an unconventional game in its own way and uh red and i have both played a lot of no man's sky and people's problem with this game it's not a space sim like no man's sky is it's not a world building space sim it's it's an RPG. I think Jess Corden said it really well. He's like, did you want a space sim or did you want a Bethesda RPG? Yeah, I mean, you can't, can't really get both. Like, yeah. Gaz explains that Elite Dangerous, like, it's daunting how big the universe is as you fly. And it's really immersive, but you can spend a lot of time doing absolutely nothing but traveling. So, uh, two more here. Uh, one more. Spartan says, thank you, Spartan, for this. And he says, Mag, just play the game. It's an experience. Have fun. Yeah. I am. I'm on Wednesday on September sixth. I'll be playing the game. Yeah. So, uh, any last words, Red, uh, about Starfield uh, that you know think that you think the masses need to hear before they dive in? I, well, first thing that came to my mind whenever you said it's not a sim, it's not, it's not No Man's Sky. I will say for the people that are like a thousand empty planets, I will tell you, I have only been to forty plus hours in. I've only been to maybe like eight or nine planets i'm not even kidding you and this is doing a ton of quests it doesn't it it's not what you think it is uh and and as far as people are worried about what what about the boundary and stuff like that i have even when i was playing no man's sky with the unlimited planet to walk across an entire planet for 40 minutes or whatever and you get to <laughs> the point where you started or whatever yeah even in even in these areas, these areas are so massive um, that you're you're like I'm done. I'm done here. I've been here for an hour and a half, and you're still not out of the boundary. If you want to go out of the boundary, you can and t- and waste a bunch of time. But it it genuinely feels the procedural generation uh, g- generation in this game is is done so well. Um, so that's one thing people shouldn't worry about is a thousand empty planets. It's never felt every time that you land. There's always something there. Um, to to experience and for the people who don't like it you know listen it that's totally fine don't attack people don't be don't be rude um but you know it's 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 not going to be for everyone because again it is overwhelming um but i don't know this for a lot of people this is a lot of people's morrowind and oblivion in skyrim this is a lot of people's first bethesda game experience and i think i really truly think that it, it is a good entry level uh as far as again pacing when it comes to uh how they sort of guide you through the main story and the intro and all that kind of stuff um uh, it, it doesn't throw a whole lot at you all at once um mm-hmm. so look if you're in listen it's on game pass it's on game pass if you don't feel like download it cl- cloud gaming baby try that um j- just give it a just give it a shot uh and i would say you know the people that you trust that you share uh, a lot of the same perspectives on when it comes to video games uh check out their review and to see how they feel about it. But I, I wouldn't go any far further than, than that. Um, just build your own opinion. Don't go in with any preconceived notions, especially with all the negativity 
Um, I really tried to avoid it, and I was I was wrong. I was wrong about a lot of the things that I was feeling negative about. Like, man, I really wish they hadn't locked you into the, the you know, the camera with, you know, being real zoomed in. I was wrong. I was wrong about. It. I, I've been wrong. I've been wrong about a lot of stuff with this game uh, in a good way. Uh, so, yeah, uh, I it's. A I good also one. feel like it. It feels like Outer Worlds sometimes, but it does the things that we thought Outer Worlds would do. Like it's it's so expansive, and Outer Worlds is so limiting, and it feels like yeah Mass Effect sometimes. And yeah. So you don't really get the Skyrim perfect, in space yeah. because you don't land and then decide where you're going to walk, and there's just like you're always running into um, locations that have been preset. It's very different. Uh, it, it can feel like Mass Effect mixed with Outer Worlds. Uh, it can feel like Fallout sometimes. And it, you just, when you go to play the game, half of you haven't played it yet, it is a, it's something new from Bethesda, and you're going to love it. Um, I'm really excited for to hear. The Mass Effect week- is such a great com- comparison, Colt. Mass Effect 1 specifically for the people who, hardcore diehard Mass Effect fans like Colt and I, uh, and diehard when you RPG land- fans. Yes, uh, in Mass Effect 1, whenever you land on a planet, you have this huge open area to explore, right? But there is all these points, all these side quests, all these things to explore, that uh, all these sort of dynamic uh, events that can take place on those planets. And once you're, once you're done there, I mean, after an hour or two or three on that planet, in that huge open area, you feel like, okay, I'm done here. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm, I, I, maybe I'll come back. Um, just think of it like Mass Good Effect luck. 1 times, like, 10 or whatever when it comes to that boundary i guess um that's a really good comparison yeah it is uh mag thanks for um you know going along for the ride preston said next week that i should just have you talk the whole time and i just sit back and go <laughs> yeah <laughs> i'm not yeah and i feel I'll, bad because you're not yeah. I, I think it'll, how far I'm in. i think it'd be really nice if you get a chance to you know dive into it uh more, more people have played it as well if we talk about it next week of course um, yeah 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. Meg, um, tell the people what you have cooking. Yes. Yeah, I can, literally I can say that. Yeah, I can, I can literally yeah. say that. Well, you know what? I got it. First of all, I got to thank everybody who's been engage- engaging in the videos that I've uh, I released uh, three videos in the last week. Uh, I just, I don't know. It's, just, it's, it's before I started all the renovation stuff. So I had that little extra time on my hands. But uh, uh, it, it'll, be a, it'll be another couple of weeks before I release something else. But anyways... Massive engagement. I was super happy with it. Uh, like just lo- tons and tons of people came to check it out. So I'm really happy about that. And everybody's been really positive and happy. So I will continue to do those videos to for you guys. And if you got any requests, please. And when it comes to the cooking stuff, not the Pony Master 420 stuff. That's that's all me. But the cooking stuff. You have any requests? No joke, man. DM me. Hit me up. You want me to do something? I'll do it, man. So just hit me up, and uh, you know, we'll just have some fun. And uh, as for gaming, everybody, keep it positive, keep it happy. Uh, I will be probably about five days deep into, not five days like an hour-wise, but I'll be uh, playing uh, Starfield uh, this week. So uh, I'll, I'll look forward to talking about it next week a little bit more in detail of my personal experience. Anyways, either way, Red Wolf, Cold Eastwood, thank you guys so much for a great week. Chat, you guys were absolutely amazing tonight. And uh, risk it for the biscuit, I'm not asleep. Clearly I'm talking. <laughs> Jesus, what's going on in Australia? They're Jeez. just getting up over there. They're just waking up. Yeah, well, I don't know. It's like Sunday over there for all I know. Uh, anyway, I'm just kidding. Just kidding, Riskin. I love you. Anyways, yeah. guys, it's been a great show. Been a great night. We'll see you guys all next week. Thank you, Meg. And for those of you uh, to follow Red Wolf, I've got him in the description. You can follow his Twitter, and then that'll get you to over to his channel where he makes videos, and they're very, very fun to watch. 
He's talked about Starfield and Xbox stuff, and also they have their podcast. I'm doing the plug for you, and it might be better that way, you know? Might sell it to somebody, but, bro, it's always yeah, good to hang me, out baby. with you. I can't wait to talk on, on Party Chat while we play the game, but um, any, yes. anything you want to say before you head out? Yeah, well, first of all, thank you so much for having me, Colt. Uh, this was awesome. Uh, really, really, truly honored to be here. It was uh, a memory. I'm going to play this podcast when I go to sleep now instead of the Starfield Direct at .25 speed. So <laughs> thank you for that replacement. Now I can finally go to sleep with something new that I'm playing Starfield. Uh, I'm kidding. No, I'm not. But, uh, yeah, so every uh, every Tuesday at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, there's the Renegade Realm podcast. Uh, tomorrow so it's tomorrow look at that uh, you don't have too long to wait uh, we actually are getting on some special guests it's the essentially the official uh, Starfield launch day celebration show so the whole show tomorrow is going to be focused on Starfield um, I think I, I'm getting on a, a very special guest Scalzi TV if anyone knows nice. him he's been, yeah, yeah, he's been guy. covering good stuff guy. Yeah, for, for a long time really I, I love his stuff because he's he's very he seems like a very genuine dude um, he just seems very humble and uh, really excited to have him on and we might have some other special guests that are Starfield centric uh, DeMarco Dude our, our panel members Assassin MacBound um and uh, Souk, Souk Mobile, who's another Starfield content creator. Uh, so that'll be happening tomorrow at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, Red Wolf Renegade on YouTube. Yeah, nice. very excited. Thank you. And the last two things before we head out, Highlander says, I was showing a couple friends Starfield. They liked it so much they got their own Series X. Uh, had to take them to Best Buy to get them. That's amazing. And you were asking about Series S. The game looks and runs really great on the series s like really good spartan 61 says my wife liked that she was put on blast i need to do this more <laughs> often man laugh out loud good night everyone she'll be a gamer soon man i hope so spartan's wife if you're listening just find a game that you like play something with him have a good time uh and that is really good she says she loves the podcast now that's a lie thank you so much for being here hit the like button on the way out we're gonna head out tonight we're just enjoy starfield uh just enjoy it just marinate in it, baby. Marinate. Love it. Love it. Just love it. Just love, love it. it. Meg, get some sleep, bro. I I, I feel for you. We're getting Never. out of here. No. Have a good night, guys. <laughs> See ya.